the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Um, Grace, my new chief of staff. We chief call stress. chief stress of staff. No girl, bo girl boss in charge. No, uh, <laughs> no. Why does our gender have to be in our job description? When someone's like comedian, I'm like, what? <laughs> like you're French all of a sudden? Like I'm good. Um, mm. Grace, my new assistant, but I think we call now chief of staff. Sure. So that it's like, I mean, I, I like secretary. Actually. I prefer secretary. <laughs> you're dressed like one. You kind of look like you're a, like from 50s Poland. Thank you. <laughs> That's actually exactly the aesthetic that I'm going It's for. So true. And uh, uh, before Topher Grace, uh, who is coming on, uh, is our guest on the show today, which is very exciting. He's um, been on starred in that '70s show, and then went on to play David Duke. The guy can do anything. And we've been friends for a long time, so he tells a lot of embarrassing stories uh, about um, my um, just catastrophic. Uh, Um, disastrous choices in my 20s. Um, so, but we, we decided today, before all that, that mm -hmm. we're going to do an employer review yep. as I put makeup on uh, because I woke up late today. <laughs> um, so, Grace is going to give me some feedback yeah. on me as a boss. We've been bullied into having to listen to younger people, and I'm down. Good. good. I'm I, ready to listen. I appreciate that. I want feedback. I do not want to get canceled for a toxic work environment, which okay. is now just like having fun means you're toxic. Um, so I, I, I see friends getting fired and canceled and in trouble and sued. Mm -hmm. The away luggage lady was ousted from her own company. I'm noticing as you're saying this, you're adding a button. You're buttoning one more button you up on your shirt. <laughs> This actually is a great lead into my first point. Uh, first of all, thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you. No, we, ba thank barely. You, thank you for coming. I, I barely you, got you here. You did barely uh, show up. I did walk into the room while your alarm was going off. <laughs> well, as you tell the story, can I put uh, hair coloring on my grays, green, uh, blue to cover the gray? It's just a paste. That's the least of it. To, to cover my grays while you're talking. Is this insulting? Not at all. No, go. Oh, that's a cool color. Oh, thank you. Thank you. With I mean, if it wasn't now, 10 years ago, I'd say, can you please apply this to my hair? But I'm not allowed to do that anymore. That's, uh, so I have to do it myself. You can only saying that because we're on camera. You can do that to my pubes. Okay, okay. Well, what were you saying? Cool. Um, so the, the button well, I don't have pubes and you know that. <laughs> that's true. Um, the buttoning up, it's like a Barbie doll. Uh, but the buttoning <laughs> no, up of the shirt, there's just... Or Kendall, it's a lot. I mean, Kendall, there's just no, there's nothing. <laughs> nothing it's to just see. A nothing to see here, folks. So the the buttoning of the shirt, and then um, what I assume can only eventually lead to an unbuttoning of the shirt for you to address that problem, uh, brings me to my first point, which is uh, nudity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, typically not encouraged or allowed in a corporate work environment. Okay. 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 Um, okay. Tell that to be more. Made a career out of it. <laughs> 
Okay, fair. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, the number of times I've seen you nude. Uh, is it upsetting to you? This morning. Or you do, you, no. you're a misogynist, I know See, it. I don't, that's true. You don't respect the human, the female form. That's, yeah, correct. So you're, you're disgusted by my body. Yeah, absolutely. So isn't that more and toxic? Is it, and what? And my own. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why we get along. Yeah. No, but um, but why? Who? Why? I remember Britney Spears' security guard came for her because she was naked all the time. It was like, dude, take the win. Oh yeah, absolutely. What is this? You should be so lucky. How dare you? That's you got to see bitch. Britney Spears naked. Yeah. And you're complaining. Every every man my age who mm -hmm. like watched the toxic video and felt something for the first time in their lives. <laughs> Should be so lucky. So, so what's wrong with me being naked as I, am I, but, I, I as I am but my shirt, wearing my minimizer bra because <laughs> I didn't want my tits to be, you know, like um, my uh, pendulous tits to be like swinging around during our employer review. But I am gonna uh, get this. So I wore a minimizer bra. Thank you. I've not worn a button-down shirt in easily a year and a half. That's a lie. <laughs> you wear a button-down shirt every day. Yeah, but I never button the top <laughs> button because I'm true. not a dork. Sorry. Continue. Didn't call you a dork. No, you didn't. Didn't. But on, on the nudity point, to be fair, you did say in my interview, you were like, I'm going to be naked. <laughs> I did. I you did. Were really just I like, did. Listen. This is a, I mean, I am naked half of the day. It's part of the job. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm finally at a point where I'm proud of, uh, like, accept my body unconditionally. And if you can't, Grace. No, you have a great body. You let me know. You should. You kind of said that, like, you're, you inflected up, which is what people do when they lie. I live in, I've worked in Hollywood for 15 years. I know what lies sound like. Okay. But wait, I've been exposed. But where, but where is like, if I'm just wearing a bra and I change my shirt, cause I sweat a lot. That's true. <laughs> I, I, you're making it too easy for me. But I'm saying what, like, would you ever like leave this job? Cause you're like, oh, she's just always naked. No, no absolutely not. And I'm, I'm very like, I don't care if anybody sees any part of my body. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you like, are having strong sexual urges towards me <laughs> and I need to, you know, yeah, hide my body. That's a separate conversation. Like, that's, that's an off podcast conversation. I don't know. I, I don't like if you're falling in love with me, you just let me know. That's a red table situation. <laughs> we could take that there. I yeah. am so naked all the time because I also get distracted halfway through getting dressed. That's true. That is so true. That's usually what it is. It's like someone. It's even like when I'm not even here, you'll be getting dressed and you'll FaceTime me while you're getting, <laughs> because that's Apparently when you do your best thinking and you'll be like, so I, I was thinking about the trip to Spokane coming up and the flights. I really think, and I'm like, cool. okay, this great. is great. Um, you're in pasties. We're getting a lot done, yeah. so I do appreciate that. Can you please take off the corset harness, <laughs> that whatever kinky shit you were just doing. But I do feel like in the interview, because I've, I've had many people work with me and I'm learning that mm. if you, as long as you manage expectations, like oh, yeah. I say, like I'm gonna be naked a lot, you're gonna have to deal with dogs and yeah, dogs. Oh, you were super upfront about everything in the yeah. interview. I'm, I, nothing has surprised me so far. Okay. Besides the first time, I, my first day of work when you almost killed me on the, on the 101. <laughs> okay, so I did. That, which brings us to driving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One thing that is concerning, it's not necessarily like a toxic thing, but you'll be like, okay, I'm heading out, like I'm driving somewhere, and I'm like, cool. And then you will send me multi paragraph texts from what I can only assume is the freeway. Um, and then and then you'll voice note to me and be like, oh, sorry, that was just getting too hard. And I'm like, you already sent like four or five texts. <laughs> sorry, texting and driving is just like such a hassle. <laughs> In Los Angeles, sorry, I am eating a breakfast McMuffin and I have not taken my Prozac yet. Claim your space. 
Which brings me to, oh, I have. Um, which brings me to, sometimes I do not take my Prozac. That's and I, true. And then it's weird because I'll go, like, Grace didn't tell me to. I'm like, that's not her. Like, how would she know if I took my Prozac I or not? I can set a calendar alert. But if I'm being weird, just, I probably haven't taken my Prozac. Yeah, for sure. Um, me on the freeway. Okay, texting. I do sometimes do a voice, like a talk. You do often do voice memo, but it's usually preceded by a few I know because when you text and drive, you make mistakes, and it's yeah, like, it's, you know, and I'm a perfectionist. It's so. better to focus on two things at once. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One thing. Okay, so I will stop texting and driving. Um, th- this is this next point is something that you you were very self aware about, um, and it's the vague, like vaguely sexual name calling. I do say baby. I do call yeah, girls baby, ba- mama, guy, but I do it to guys, oh, which is actually do. worse. It's funny. It's like it's so degrading. <laughs> It's so degrading, and I'm not doing it on purpose. Like, I do not try to uh, emasculate men on purpose or be shitty. I, I mean, it's just... I do. I, another, another thing that I don't think would generally be allowed in corporate America uh-huh. is uh, having your employees working in an active construction zone. <laughs> okay, yeah. We are in under construction in yeah. this house. A lot but, of dust. But also, hey, what do you want to do? Because if you want to work in television, you're working, literally, studios are full of asbestos. Everybody yeah. gets sick all the time. Black mold everywhere. Basically, the stages that you're on, you get so sick all the time. And the workers get sick because they work overnight because they have to yeah. build sets overnight. And when you're making like a multicam sitcom, like a two broke girls just my favorite show um no like a seinfeld or a friends or any of that you're sometimes writing up until the day before you shoot so they're building sets and then you just walk into like a sawdust zone it is most tv and work environments are incredibly dangerous not just physically um you won't just get sexually harassed you will also get pink eye amazing um so yeah i mean well and the that i corporate world mm-hmm. i don't like i feel like the tv world is but i won't ever what am i gonna go work at goldman okay, sachs you're the one who wanted to talk about corporate america i just mean like what is what is gonna get me what are you gonna put in your book in 10 years that like was the craziest shit i've done i mean like, we're only like two months in okay guys topher grace is on the show we're gonna shut up i'm having too much fun um i do want to tell you can you pull up some tour dates there have been some changes in the tour dates okay so first text me for updates on this 818-239-7527 grace over here um sends out the updates so if you text us here i've been saying this for a year and a half but with so many tour dates coming up and shows being added we'll text directly to your city so yes. i don't have to annoy everybody by blasting on the main feed like i come into pensacola like and then all of you have to see it and then you mute me and then um i you know hate myself um will you start with the tour dates so i can find the new ones yeah um all our tour dates riverside iowa we are coming to you is that a real place um yes absolutely it is uh the riverside casino is there and that's where you're gonna be playing on thursday october 14th i'm gonna be gambling with my Um, emotions tickets are on sale when this comes out so go get them april 15th to 17th we're in spokane washington Uh, that's next weekend that's are we done we have to sell tickets this episode will air the day before we head to spokane so if there are tickets left at that point which there are not many left so if there are go buy them um we added 
so many shows so that all of you could come hang out with and us. And I'm staying on the lake, so don't try to find me in the hotel I normally stay in. Correct. I'm staying an, an hour away in a lake, okay, so come drown me there. You're helping. April 22nd to 24th, I'm in San Antonio. San Antonio, Texas. Uh, at the, the Laugh Out Loud me. Comedy Club. Uh, we'll be doing an unveiling of the new name of the club when I'm there. Uh, that's a joke. April 30. <laughs> Through May 1, Raleigh, Raleigh Improv. Uh, it's actually, isn't it in Cary, technically? Yes, that's correct. It's such a beautiful venue. It is, I was there maybe like three years ago, and I sprained my ankle on stage, so anyone who saw that, please come back and watch me not hurt myself. Uh, it's such a gorgeous venue. I'm super excited. And and also, send us ideas of what we should do in each city, because I um, mm -hmm. we're going to be shooting some content. Ooh. We're going to be fun. That's the new thing. Every city I go to, I'm going to like skydive or like commit suicide or something fun may 7th and 8th i'm at brea california uh comedy club we are adding shows yes houston texas may 13th to 15th houston improv may 20 to 22nd dallas in between those i have five days where i'm probably gonna stay in austin mm -hmm. and do some shows there uh to be decided tbd mm -hmm. uh phoenix arizona i'm there for like a week and a half doing a ton of shows may 29th to june 3rd cb live are these sold out if i'm if they are i probably shouldn't uh no okay oh so. hey, wow to my knowledge wow way no. to embarrass no, me they're in not front sold of out my Whitney. fans because uh, I think we added like a, a lot of shows. So Tempe, June four through six, mm -hmm. we're at the Tempe Improv. Um, I, that I, the, you know, you go to the website. Why am I? You guys know yeah. what to do. You're adults. I just don't feel like people go to websites anymore. They don't. Could you have told me that I look like a full, like crack whore who robbed a pimp? I mean, I look insane today. I don't think you look insane. Yeah, this is enabling. Uh, it's gonna be a problem. Um, Grace. Stan dot Hathaway. Yes. At on Instagram. Stan Ann. Don't. She's very. Justice for Anne do not Hathaway. be a creep. Do not send her photos of your dick. Please don't. Send them to me. Yes. Um, I will actually appreciate them, and you know that. She will. Uh, WhitneyCummings.com. Someone Et stop me. Stop the stop. No, Cut. you're done. Cut. Cut it. I'll just keep talking. Don't write elephants though. <laughs> Topher Grace is here. <laughs> the first thing I ask every guest mm -hmm. is, "Are we friends?" We are not. Hollywood friends. We are actual friends. And I can say that about um, very few people. But, uh, but I, you're a very loving person. So I'm sure everyone who comes on your show feels very loved and taken care of. But I, you are like, we really go back. I mean, you know me, know me. Well, we were, we were much younger. Kids. I think we probably <laughs> met when I was 21 or 22. Truly. Yeah. I mean, I'm older than you. But, uh, but it was, we were, you know, yeah, we could. We're gonna wax on about it for the next no. two hours. I'm going to because I love talking about my youth. It's like, it's you're chasing the dragon but, always because it's so amazing. But the thing about you and I was thinking about this because having you come on, it was like, what do we talk about? We have so much to talk about, and like we can't just make this inside jokes the entire time. And like, oh, remember when we yeah. made the? Because <laughs> we because everyone's just gonna be like, they're such fucking dorks. Like, remember when we made homemade ice cream and made an omelet by accident? Yeah, the truth is. Uh, yeah, if anyone's tuning in for some crazy <laughs> 2004 Hollywood Insider stuff. But it, this is yeah. why this is what I truly credit so much of my success to you. And let me tell you why. All right. Let me tell you, because you were like, you were probably like one of the first famous people on a giant TV show that I met when I came in and was mm. actually friends, like became real friends with. And I, I saw like, oh, if you're famous, you like don't do drugs all the time. You hang out with friends that aren't necessary. You didn't hang out with only celebrities. You had real friends from childhood. Right. You were on time at work. Like, if I had literally 
linked up with any other famous person at that time, I would either be like dead or have like nine bastard children with Harvey you're Weinstein. Basically, you're basically like, oh, being famous, being a fucking loser. Dork! Like, yes! yeah, that was that and was like, me. Be, yeah, be, but not. But and st- by the way, to this day. But also, there is a <laughs> but. But the fact that you have been so sustainable, uh, such a sustainable career, and have such an amazing reputation, like if I had linked up with any other dickhead at that time, I would have been like, oh, you do drugs, and you, you know, this, I would have gone down the wrong path. I learned from you, like, be responsible, work, have good friendships, have a stable life. Winnie, this is go like... to outdoor screenings at the cemetery. <laughs> like we were like partying. But we weren't like going. Even people off camera rolling their eyes. And They're just like, like nerds. Does sound really nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying you were in your 20s in Hollywood and you were doing all that? No, I'm telling you, you no. had, you were the star of one of the biggest shows on TV, could have been going to any fucking club or festival or doing whatever. And we were oh. doing healthy shit and being nerds and like making homemade ice cream and watching Star Wars. It was very. Um... I feel well, very lucky. Yes, I mean, I do too. Uh, I feel the same way about you. And I also, f- and, and a lot of people that were in that crew, we kind of rolled around with, rolled around but with, I but we never left home with. <laughs> I could have very easily hooked up with a Stephen Dorff or a, uh, sure. Uh, who else? Could have. A Pauly I mean, Shore. Could have. You had everything. I mean, <laughs> I should be so lucky. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I wasn't hot enough for him. <laughs> yeah. Let's not. Let's not get <laughs> I mean, cocky. I mean, it's, wait. It's not that I didn't try. Yeah, I did try numerous times. Um, Here's but what just, I'll tell you. What I, I'll return your comment with. I. I I really was careful about who I let into my circle because it was a weird time. You know, I that was my first acting gig. Someone had found me in a high school play. So I was very... What was the play? The play was a funny thing happened in the forum, but it uh. was a really rinky-dink version of it at uh, boarding school. It was, it was a long story, but I a lot of kids on that show had never acted before. And I was very careful about who I let in. So it wasn't like... Um, a coincidence that we were hanging out or, you know, I really wanted to be sure that the people who I knew something weird was happening or that it was, you know, like a, like everyone talks to you, like you're winning the lottery when you go, uh-huh. when you, I mean, I mean, I never acted, I never auditioned for anything before, but then when you're in it, you go, man, this doesn't feel like the lottery. Uh, you can't tell anyone because yeah. they're going to be mad at you for it's not you, appreciating. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You complaining just sounds like bragging. To yeah, most people. but but I just knew like oh I just got to be really careful and there's so many cautionary tales I don't know why people aren't more careful but uh, and I was I was just I was thinking about you because I've been talking I've been t- thinking about this or talking about this a lot about how so many actors have become so known for their off camera life mm-hmm. that no matter how good their acting is it's still hard to buy them as whatever character it's mm-hmm. just like dude I mean it happened whatever this is an opinion of my own it was like ben affleck everyone was like Ugh. he's a great actor but when he was dating jennifer lopez anything he did you were like but you're dating jennifer lopez you're not married to connie burton like right. it was just like and uh when you played david duke i mean i even know you dude and i'm like if we knew any more about his personal life and how like kind and nice and normal to- there's a whole side that you didn't know that that really tapped into but uh, i was able I to tell you <laughs> i was able to believe it i was like he, ah, okay, I he's a, um and uh and so many actors don't understand that no matter how good their performances are if we know if you're too demystified we're just not going to buy your work let me tell you how i feel doing a podcast <laughs> and about you telling me that because i'm so you'll, as you'll see I'm Dude, by so the way your instincts about being private remember that you didn't have email till like four <laughs> years ago i swear to god you did not have an email. But you you say it, and I'm and I'm very glad I did that because I loved acting so much, and I didn't want people to know. And I also loved my privacy so much. But there was a Family Guy that I was watching, 
I think my wife, we weren't married at the time, but she was in the room with me. We were watching it, and there's a scene where they say to uh, Peter, you're, you're flying on a private jet. And it was like, I don't know why, he got some private jet to go somewhere. And they're like, this is such an amazing private jet that it comes with a celebrity. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So, I, so Topher Grace walks in, someone else was doing my voice or something, but this character, you know, it was me and uh, Family Guy cartoon. And he says, hi, I'm Topher Grace. I'm the celebrity who comes with this jet. And I, I'll, you know, my life's an open book. I'll tell you anything about me personally or career-wise. Ask any questions. And Peter goes, no, I'm good. <laughs> that was, first of all, great joke. And also that's the flip side is like, I have been so uh, quiet about that stuff that it is like, I am whatever the opposite of that Ben Affleck thing is. Like I am... Because I am that guy. I really... Uh, but there was a reason you were, like, I mean, you did, like, it, it, traffic. and like, like I love the work, but I but I am so boring. And only now that I'm in my 40s, I'm, like, really comfortable with uh, how boring Aren't I am. you psyched, though, with everything that's happening and yeah, all the yeah, people that yeah. are getting in trouble yeah. for the shit they did 15 <laughs> years ago that you were like, dude, I was. we all can bear witness that you were watching Star Wars and making cupcakes on a Friday night. Like, on a... On a Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's know, not yeah. even like a bottle service girl that could be like, he was weird with me. It's just like, there's nothing. That is the silver lining Yeah, to how boring I am, yeah. Do you know about the actor that looks exactly like you? Don't don't talk about me. Let's talk about us. <laughs> okay. I really mean it. I, okay. I, I'm here because I, I am so... I am so thrilled with the people that I connect with when I was... First of all, when they've gone into such success, I mean... You are not supposed to go on to this level of success. <laughs> I mean, in your own opinion, you weren't yeah, supposed no. to. Yeah. And like none of us, I remember some of the people we're hanging out with have gone on to such great things, mm -hmm. but it tickles me to be sitting here in this house and. But you know what's cool? I mean, everyone in our, that friend group, I would say 70%, I mean, of that like eight people we were hanging out with. Mm -hmm are legitimately like at the top of their field. Yeah, and I don't think it's a coincidence that we were like kind and consistent and we had this like real uh, this family. Like we built this little family. We would hang out every, I mean, I didn't always go to the tapings. I think I only went a couple times because I always felt like that was weird and I never wanted to seem like a star fucker or something. That like, was because you knew deep down you were going to be very successful. That's what happens to people who I think are. Linda Wallum ended up writing on my show <laughs> eight she, years later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if she had seen me in your green room, just like a chicken head, like well, trying you know, to meet celebrities. There's something to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I remember going be to. Mysterious. I went to like a. When traffic came out, I went to a party and I felt bad because mm. I was, it was one of those parties where everyone was like, literally everyone, I couldn't believe, I could only tell people who wasn't there who was a celebrity. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Wow, like yeah. there were so many celebrities there. I was like, yeah. the only person I didn't see there was George Clooney. Yeah. Or, but uh, I left feeling rotten and it wasn't because I like wanted to be a big celebrity or something, but it was because I went, I want to my work to matter more and, and yeah. I'm sure that's the same thing you were feeling. Well, I think also for me, I mean, I think my brain was always wired as a comedian and I, and you have to, you know, for art to imitate life, you have to have a life. And when I would be around celebrities, it all felt like artifice and it mm. all just, it all just felt like I'm trying to impress you or make you like me. And I, I, I'm not observing real human behavior because you guys don't know what real life is like, you know, you don't probably don't know how your ATM code, like, you know, that's so true. for me, the hanging out with quote unquote normal or just not famous famous people, it's just always way more interesting to me. Yeah. Because it's like, I already know everything about you. I have no questions for you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's true, yeah. Yeah, we, you can't relate to me. I can't relate to you. Like, But we, you did come. You did come to a couple tapings. I did come to a couple tapings. And uh, and I, I definitely credit 
seeing you on a multicam and like how cool that cast was with going when I did start making television shows, being like, you know, I'm gonna do a fucking multicam. Like there's yeah. so much more fun. The energy is so great. Um, it's you know, theater. It's, the, like it's, it's theater, a, yeah. You're putting on a little play, yeah. you know? And by, by the time I did it, there was, uh, you were like a pariah if you made a multicam. You like weren't cool. You were like, you know, I was like, they put my show like after the office or like the lead in for the office. Was, was It'd become another thing. Dude, yeah. I was between like community and the office. So it was like the cool, yeah. all kids would watch community and then I'd be like, hey guys, here's my jokes. We, we thought about that on the show that I'm doing now, which is what is the next thing? Cause it's, I think what happened was, I'm gonna track this, but I think this is what happened. Uh, uh, Larry Sanders, best I think show. is the first one. Of the one. Best, uh, I mean, I think that's the first one, and then the Office from Larry Sand, the, the British Office from Larry Sanders, and then the American Office from there, and then Modern Family from the. You know what I mean? It was kind of all going to that docu place. Uh, well, and we can't forget the comeback. I feel like the comeback. God, the comeback. Talk about Linda Wallum. Easy, yeah, talk yeah. about Linda Wallum. Mike one of Schur my and favorite shows. Yeah. yeah, Mike Schur was on the first season of the comeback. Yeah. So crazy. But yeah, because I think that although that show wasn't like, you know, now it's become, I think, bigger. Like everyone, it's like yeah, a sort yeah. of a sleeper hit. Um, but, uh, and Lisa Kutcher should have gotten all the awards. Like it didn't she get. Is, she's it. Like it. We, we actually, uh, shout out to Lisa Kudrow who who didn't do our show, but uh, we wanted to have her come play a role on it. And I thought we wanted to have someone who was like the, like someone asked me like, what is the biggest baller in terms of sitcom that's alive? And I actually think it's Lisa Kudrow. It's 100% Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. And I just got to do a pilot with her at Amazon and it didn't go because- uh, Wait, 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 wait. So you did a pilot uh -huh, with Lisa Kudrow? With, yeah, so with Lee Daniels um, and I created- uh, Lee Daniels, and, and this didn't go? It did not happen, yeah. It's, okay, it's wow. well because a lot of these streamers now, and so I'm so excited that you're doing a show on a network. I, I, I feel like we all yeah, were, yeah, more, yeah, yeah. we're all were yeah. like, fuck networks, they they don't let us do what we want, we can't do And then went to the streamers, and the streamers were a creative haven for artists for maybe like two years, but then- Yeah, the pendulum swings, it's like Then they really realized they were making yeah. shows internationally immediately, so mm. all of a sudden your content had to appeal to China, Mm. and America at the same time, where it used to be we got to make eight seasons and then sell it everywhere else, you know? That's right. And we were That's exporting right. American culture. Now it has to sort of work. So Also, I think it's exclusive. It's like uh, streaming is, and maybe something should be exclusive. You know what I mean? Like certain um, uh, nightclubs, you want to make them exclusive because people want to get in. It makes it very cool. But yeah. it kind of, I think, depends on the tone of the show. Some of them, you really don't want them to be exclusive. You mm -hmm. want anyone who can get a TV for free to see it. And it right, but depends, you and yeah. I have done that. We've done the shows mm -hmm. that appeal to everybody and check every quadrant. So for me, it was like, you know, which is like largely part of the reason that I'm kind of like taking time off of creating shows because I was like, okay, I've done the four quadrant ones. Like I got to do two multicams. Like I know how to do that. I love that. Now I kind of want to do something that's more aligned with my taste and who I am as a comic. And mm -hmm. I had this deal with HBO and we made a pilot and it was like, too edgy or too, too too edgy for HBO. Yeah, they wanted to be oh my more. My God, like Whitney, I love it. You're too with. <laughs> I, well, Jenna Jameson was in it, <laughs> like, and we oh had sex. Yeah. This was what it was. It was a, a show where um, about a couple who, uh, out of nowhere, the woman, the female, started making more money than the guy, and it was about mm. how he, the power dynamic gets fucked up, and how to not. Um, it's a documentary. How did you? How did you write this? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> And basically of how uh, it's emasculating by accident and then how she has to minimize herself. And then um, I wanted to really uh, go into the 
biological basis for this and the biological mm. basis. So uh, I, and I wanted to do a device that showed what it was like, how we actually get information now. Because I was mm. sick of all these shows where it's like every time you need to find out information, um, it's like two girls at yoga class being like, well, you just need to get a makeover. Or they're like in spin class being like, you know what you need to do? You need to like spice it up in the bedroom. It's like, why? Like no one talks in exercise classes. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? Like they're doing full yoga. They're like upside down. Like, you know what you should do? And I was like, I, I don't want to do this expository best friend role thing. So what, what you would actually do is go, you'd watch a TED talk. Right. Or you'd watch mm -hmm. read a book or a self-help book or you go to a therapist or whatever. So what I did was I had actual an actual neuroscientist in it as an actor who would everything would freeze if the character had a question and he would come in. Well, like in a like in a Annie Hallway, like he kind of kind talks of. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, like literally. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. very much so. Um, oh, without great. the creepy behind the scenes behavior. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I just watched that doc. Uh, not. Uh, yeah, no, I don't totally. like Annie Hall anymore. It's no, bad. but I also, by the way, yeah. I, I have a very hot take on Annie Hall. I it used to be my favorite movie and going up back and watching it. I am obsessed with Diane Keaton. You are my hero. To be fair, that is not a feminist character at all. It's yeah, only yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, only because yeah, yeah. she's wearing a fucking vest, dude. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's so dumb in the movie. She's flighty. She's indecisive. Whoa, she's yeah. dating a guy who is wildly under her, beneath her. Uh, <laughs> she's like in the Lottie Dot, very cute. But it's like, <laughs> say what you're saying. She's like, eh, like she's like like uh, flighty and ditzy, and it's just like, dude. You're 35. Put a, pull a Is sentence she 35 together. In it? Yeah. Well, in it, yeah, whatever. 30, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I just felt like it was like looking back at it. She's like a silly bimbo who can't put a sentence <laughs> Who's together. Who's like maybe played by a great actress. You know, I know what you're saying, right? Like but, the character. The yeah. character is yeah. not what I thought it was. Like going back, I'm like, oh wow, she like is she have Tourette? She's a stuttering problem. Why can't she say a word? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before how, Jenna Jameson, how did that? Fit oh into yeah. The, oh, yeah. so that because you had me at Jenna Jameson. I'm, I'm ready it. to this see the it. pilot. This is based on a real thing that happened. As soon as I started making money, or ostensibly, it's never as much as you think. Like, as soon as you're on TV, people think you have a billion dollars. I wasn't really around you when you started making money. I knew you, I knew so much of the prequel to that. That's actually a question I had driving here today was, what was that? Because I knew you after, too. But And, and by the way, I'm, who knows? No one knows anyone when they're actually making money because you're doing so much work, you don't see anybody. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But, like, but and you don't get to spend it because you're not you're just right. You know. but what was that experience like? Because you were like a lot of your comedy came from like yeah at that time I'm a broke being, slut that has to like fuck yeah, being down on yourself. Or yeah. yeah, and and then all of a sudden you're I mean you didn't just make you made real money because mm. you had a piece of the action. Good, uh, right? Thankfully, uh, my parents who both had strokes uh, without health insurance and a couple family members that had to go into rehab immediately the ones that are eighty thousand dollars a month I wasn't I didn't really I made it I just didn't get to keep it. Oh, my business right. manager was like, dude, I've never seen forget, forget the money, money come in and go out for, so quickly. And I money, represent the, basketball players in the, the station, NFL. The station and how that changed. How, like, what was that like emotionally for you? Because I'm sure it was really interesting. But you know what's weird is that you, again, were in the back of my head. Like, I learned a well, lot of right. shit from you about how to manage success. Gonna, are enough people going to hear this? This is the only time I've ever gotten compliments. This is great. When I first started making money, I started giving it all away. And I started... Oh, for, forget the money. I just mean but you changing in station. Oh, okay. This is important. Right. Um, I'm not going to let you reject my compliments. No, no. I, <laughs> you're going to receive it, and you're going to receive it good. When I first started making money, I had been so broke for so long, mm -hmm. and you guys had 
covered dinners for me. I mean, I used to go to din- uh, dinner with two of our friends, Ginny and Dory, and I hey, had- Shout out to Ginny and Dory. Oh my God. Still my besties. And I, Still my know, girls. Just great, great people. They're both in my book. The shout out is- The shout out is for- um, uh, Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin is one of the great actresses of our time, and Dory yes, Howard is one of the great. She's act like she likes me for fifteen years. <laughs> Dory Howard is one of the great humans of our time. Like just, My hero. just, uh, I just those people. I'm so lucky. Aren't we so lucky? But we think grew up about around these people. how gross so many people ended up. Be- like the fact that I got to come to Hollywood and hang out with you yeah. and Jennifer Goodwin, salt of the earth, and the kindest people. You know, do. you are lucky. They're, those are really great people. Do you know like, how yeah, yeah. many times yeah. I would have been raped if I didn't meet you guys? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, Let's be honest Here's what I always here. thought. Here's the thing. Okay, let me... For the listeners, for the listeners of this show, and the viewers of this show, here's some stuff I want to set straight. Okay, I want to set the record straight. Because Whitney's always still crapping on yourself. Okay, everyone that I, all the guys that I knew wanted to hook up. You and I never danced, which is crazy. Like, Dude, we never even it, thought it, about it. Well, it's frankly a little insulting. No, no, um, no, you weren't, you weren't either. You no, weren't either. let's just be honest here. Let's just, never any sexual energy, <laughs> never a advanced, but it was you- <laughs> never a draw, like, we did New Year's Eve together where we got wasted. Like, never just a sloppy hookup. Like, whoops, we shouldn't have done that. Like, but, but, nothing. But, in fairness, all of my guy friends, like tried to make a run at you, and what's crazy and to me? In all fairness, they're all fucking nerds. Yeah, I mean, I, you probably should. I'm not telling you you should have done it. I'm not telling you should have. But I couldn't believe uh, the guys that you wouldn't get with, and the guys that you would get with. Like that, that like fair. That, is this fair? This is a fair criticism, dude. I one of Dory's friends, one of our friends, called me out of nowhere one day, and just was like, "Can I set you up?" And I was like. What do you mean? No, I'm dating someone. He's like, what is it with you and these shady guys? You're always some shady guy that none of us have ever met. Who's like in their late forties. Who's like, like we don't, we can't even meet them. And like, you know, I was very sketchy with my relationship life. But, and uh, but I'm, I was oh, and not I attracted is, to healthy people. You're gonna say, I'm sure you talk a lot about your past and these terrible guys, whatever. But there were so many guys who wanted to. Be with you. You were you were a hot commodity. That's very, I mean, I was also like a idiot. Well, sure. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not denying that yeah, at all. This but I, makes but I, them look bad. <laughs> but I'm. <just, laughs> I mean, like, let's no, be honest. They just. I think you probably paint yourself like you were. Even at the time, you were like uh, your whole thing is that like you're so down on yourself and you couldn't get a date. And I was like, everyone wants to get with you, and you were you were just very like you were dealing with all your stuff. But, but I, I still, you know. I was just like, my definition of a healthy relationship was like being with some narcissist who had three other girlfriends and lied all that. You know what I mean? Like I was addicted to the adrenaline of toxic relationships, and so oh, anything that was healthy, and if, if see, anyone yeah. was interested in me, it was like, grossed me out. I, I, I thought I had to chase, I, I wanted uh, men that like right, gave me right, adrenaline, right. and I conflated uh, that's a lot, a lot of people butterflies that age, a lot of people that age with guys passion and, girls. and yeah. it was really just fear and I was dating yeah. really toxic uh, abusive people and drug addicts and stuff like that and your friends were all healthy and well adjusted and I was like no thank you I couldn't receive love at the time but you but you did through the women who were in that group totally. of friends and they were and that's wonderful because mm-hmm. uh, that's where it starts I guess right Yes, for sure. Oh, I mean, Ginny and Dory taught me how to be a human being just Man. because they were so healthy. I, gotta, I, gotta read this, I don't even have chapters on them. In it's, well, oh you might God. get confused because I did change uh, Ginny's name to Jenny. Well, so I won't be able to follow that at all. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I just yeah. I really wanted to uh, uh, protect her uh, anonymity in this. And then Dory. Oh, Dory. I think it's just named Dory. Oh, look at that. 
my education about breasts was an episode of Who's the Boss? I, I mean, the references are very hot. I'm just going to skip just to those chapters. I, yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I talk about uh, getting my uh, uh, breast implants and not telling anyone when I first made money. And I went to some guy by the airport because I didn't know how, where to even go. I was too embarrassed to ask anyone. And none of my fucking friends got breast implants because they're too normal and healthy. So I didn't have any friends that knew. And I, I literally I w went to Beverly Hills, drove to Bedford, which is like the... There's Roxbury and Bedford, which are all these like fancy doctors. That's the spot to get them. I walked up and down and just read the doors. You know, there's like writing of the doctors on each door. And I just was like, uh, cosmetic surgery. And I just called. And then he said, great, come in tomorrow. Never get surgery from a surgeon that's available tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want to say. This is an example of Whitney saying, I, I didn't have it together. <laughs> Everyone loved you. Everyone thought you were great. Uh, and, and the reason that we probably never had a thing is because so many of my guy friends tried and failed for whatever reason. And then you were still friends with them. That's what was so great. That's, that's interesting. But anyway, I just want I to paint a picture. Whenever you're hearing all these stories about Whitney's past, and look at this, I'm sure this book is full of them. Topher, stop ruining my brand. You're, you're exactly. You were, uh, you had your stuff together. I mean, I know I there's stuff to deal with. I think I was at my with. best when I was around you and that crew. Right, well, you guys did that, bring out the sure. best in me, but I think that that really did prepare me uh, as maybe pathological as it was or weird as it was or um, uh, fake as it felt or whatever. Um, it did prepare me for the comedy store hallways of 30 male comics hitting on me or flirting right, 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 or her. Right. And I was like able to just be like, boom, boom. I was able to like turn things platonic. Yeah, you gotta have, that's what- You have I mean, to. If people ask me about why I was so private then, I actually, I'm not as private now, just no one cares. You know, like you care about what's going on In with, a good uh, way, and people care at the right time, not at yeah. the wrong time. They care when you have something coming out. That's when you want the attention. That's right. Not when you're walking down the street with a friend and they're like, oh, he's cheating. Like, yeah. that's what you want. But you gotta have, especially if you're going through a, it's, I mean. Your work should be more interesting than your life or else you're a reality star. I agreed with all that, but on top of it, I think you need to have a home base when you're younger. Now, I mean, I have a home base. You know what I mean? I'm like married, I have kids. But at the time, I think there's that really dangerous age when you're in your, and you're saying you had at the comedy store, you had like a home base. Mm -hmm. So you knew, you know, I don't have to be with this guy. Or that, you know, like, because you had friends somewhere. Like, I think if you feel that home base, you're you're inoculated a little bit against some of that. Totally, stuff. and yeah. it's a skill to not piss where you eat. I mean, it's a skill you have to learn for self-preservation, you know? And you never did it. You never dated one person that you ever worked with. I did date. <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> I did date. I have not dated a stand-up comedian. Ever? Ever. Wow, okay. Crystal Lee and I never dated. What, are we, what is the definition of dating right now? Um, It's a good, <laughs> you know, it's a good question, because even when you said hook up, I was like, is that, I think that se means sex now. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what these kids call it anymore. But you know what you really did, just in terms of going back to what happened with money? You had a very, uh, I don't know, primordial instinct or just from, on a cellular level, maybe you had made mistakes in your life with money. One time we were at, I believe, the Magic Castle. We went to a lot of magic Man, I'm shows. Off, uh, <laughs> pretty nerdy in this one, yeah. No, no, it's a strip club. The Magic, the uh, magic, magic Castle. Did I say, I meant the Jumbo's Clown Room. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> We were at like the Magic Castle or something. We were at, we were going we were, to Magic Castle with you. No, I no, don't we were at the pirate restaurant. <laughs> oh Jesus, Whitney, what are you doing? Man? No, we were at the I, Rain, I had, like, Rainforest one, Cafe. I had, well, stop, man, we were at Disneyland. <laughs> we were like, a, you know, like the you kids are going to like the medieval times and you no, know, they were going to town. fucking Shelter and Dream oh, Club Dream and <laughs> all those Club Wet, whatever the fuck those nightclubs names were here. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Hartwell. Um, and uh, and something happened where. You had to go? 
and right. you didn't pay your like you <laughs> always paid but this was like we were had been friends for years right. i don't i don't think i I don't know if I paid the bill or something. Maybe I had already done that Lexus campaign because I did one campaign where I made some money. And uh, you had to run out. It was it was Melissa Jenny. It was for Melissa Goodwin's birthday. Oh, and yes. Oh, man. I, I, can't, I, I don't think I know to this day that I didn't pay. No, 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 no. You did. Did you tell me? You left 10 minutes later. And we were like, oh, Tof, we'll just cover Tof. And you called and we're like, I'm coming back. I need it. And you were so intent on paying it was like four your bit was oh, like forty dollars and you were like no i'm on my way and you got really serious about it and i was like dude we'll just pay to pay next time and you're like no no, no I'm, I'm ahead of back and like you came back and paid ah. and i thought about that and i was like i've thought about that a lot in my life because i it took me a long time to learn that when you um money makes relationships toxic and well, this is, I mean, not to segue, money, the, the show i'm on right now is literally just about these three siblings and money love it. and i and it's it's what you're talking and in doing press for it i'm like people are asking me like should we talk about money yes. should we not it's My the only taboo anymore besides yeah. race and money the most uncomfortable i can say what's your favorite way to fuck what's your best lay like and you can right, say bring that money, it's a lot how money. much money do you make but Ooh, I'm trying, as you see when i arrived here i was like yeah how much are you worth this house is incredible <laughs> like i want to start talking about it more because it has to not be a thing that's why i wanted to do roseanne because that was always my favorite show because they talked about money yeah they talked about everything on that the, the original show i mean like but in that pilot going my mind blown yeah. we can't pay we can and what how money makes things fucked up and the fact yeah. that your show is about that and that's what I tried to do with Two Broke Girls and I think that's part of the reason it oh, did shit. well because there was girls, nothing yeah. the A story always had to be about money B story could be about relationships but A story was always how we're going to pay our taxes oh. how are we going to get this loan back how are we going to pay for this uh, you know cavity like it's not real like everyone's not going through it's it all in anyone the world? cares yeah, exactly. about I mean, the, it's the only thing with stakes at this point it's the only thing everyone has in common and yet uh, yeah it's this weird thing not talking about it but yeah I hope uh I hope some of these shows because I was help watching people. it and just I mean and and it 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 hit me because as you know someone that came from a family without a lot of money and then I started making it it's I it's destroyed a lot of my relationships with my family members it's a lot of you think you're better than me and then if I do loan the money then they're like oh you think just because you loan me money and I'm like no <laughs> like there's no strings attached for me but it's hard to do healthy giving but I'm obsessed with that show and even just uh, your show I can't wait to see it at home economics what a fucking genius title. What a genius title. These guys, the writers are... Uh, Who are they? It's uh, Mike Colton and John Abood, and it's like a... Oh, Do you know, you know Colton Abood? Wait, excuse me? You do know Colton and Abood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm funny. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I used to do Best Week Ever with Colton and Abood on VH1. Well, they're, they're, they're even more than that. <laughs> I mean, well, no, that's all been downhill from there, clearly. They are, I was with them in their glory days when we would, they'll, they'll talk about when we would make days. $500 a week uh, doing one-liner jokes about B-list celebrities on VH1. I forgot that you did that. I mean, I, I'm sure, I think I met them because I was, uh, Josh Dumel and I, for a movie we did with Jennifer Goodwin, were on- um, The Hot Chicken movie. No, Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. <laughs> well, what did you think it was called? There was hot chicken. There was chicken in it, right? She I worked at a chicken no, restaurant. I, no. <laughs> Jenny, chicken. Jenny worked at a chicken restaurant in nope. that movie. No. No. <laughs> I, she for sure was worked at a fast food restaurant in that movie. No. She worked at like a, a <laughs> Can grocery I store. I have I, never. I Piggly Wiggly. I have, that's right. Shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I have, you know what else? I have not seen a lot of what my famous friends have done. And I think that's a good thing. 
Well, I'm not asking you to, to I know. watch that movie. Yeah. No, it's... I won't. Don't worry. No, it's a beloved movie, but I, I it's not beloved. It's not. I know it is. The guy that dude, the guy that I'm dating, he goes, he's like, uh, I was like, yeah, Topher's on tomorrow. He's like, dude, from win a date. He calls it win a date. <laughs> Give me a break. Which There's is no way that happened. I'll I'll call him right now. I will tell you one thing. When I met my wife, she was she's ten years younger than me, and she was in whatever the the small demographic at. I mean, if I was if that movie came out as 24, she was 14, and. <laughs> That was like she never seen Seventy Show, but that was the movie that she and to this day she thinks it's the best thing I've been in, and she loves it. No, and people it love that. It no. is not the best movie. Okay, you okay? Just like how you debunked my version of my past, you are wrong about this. No, I can bring in some reviews of that movie that'll that'll <laughs> prove that I'm right. <laughs> um, okay, we have a little surprise for you if I can get my shit together. <sighs> love this. To who get could it. This be? All right, we're gonna Facetime someone. Yes, so. <clears throat> can they see me? Uh, yes. I think that's the goal. Let's see, let's see. Oh, what the fuck? Yes! Hello! This isn't a surprise. I mean, this is a surprise, but this isn't like uh, from my deep past. No, it's not from your deep past. It's from your deep future. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, this wasn't going to be. Yeah, next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, uh, he's. How do you guys know each other? Is it from the comedy scene? Yeah. <laughs> I appropriate yeah, I mean, her obviously, culture obviously uh, regularly. <laughs> Sashir is, Sashir, I'm doing press for this, and this week I have been so sappy about you guys. Like, Aww. I re- no, I mean, you know the vibe there. Like, we're all feeling it, but then to say it feels really icky. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> it's really so true. Icky. It's just so earnest, you know? Like, you know what's amazing know. about this? Could have. It, for any other group of people could have gone horribly like to just FaceTime someone's castmate like most of them don't get along like this That's is such true. a genuine like, oh, hey. hey you're you're here hey Good. you got that email from HR <laughs> Hart is the new funny people like Hart, Hart the new- they like sincere. and home economics yeah. has both we were just talking <laughs> about home economics what a yeah. what a coincidence you're so yeah. good on it I've now seen more episodes than you you are so you have fucking good on this show you know you, you are thank you so much when you what was your i tried to talk to you about it but it yeah. was like three in the morning when i saw you last what was your audition experience did you audition with with toe for no, we there? no i just said it was a um, her, so we got it's an offer so. okay wow <laughs> i'm still having to screen test four times so cool. we, did, we did get your calls about being on the show whitney but it was kind of like <laughs> so sorry we went a different maybe, way you know maybe season four <laughs> I'm like, uh, don't you need a, a loud, rich asshole? Isn't that what the brother is? Like, should I? Yeah, we already got one of those. We already got one of those. Yeah. Uh, so wait, because I have Whitney. Tell me about, like, Sashir is such. You're such an enigma. Like, you. you first, I, I didn't feel like I knew you until like halfway through, and then yeah, you kind of revealed yourself to me. That's because she doesn't like you. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not at all. No. Uh, I can't remember how it came up, but I, I'm, I'm sarcastic and blunt, but I ha- wasn't doing that with you because I just didn't know you that well. And then you asked about it, or I was like, oh, yeah, I, I can be pretty blunt. And then you're like, really? And then I started and doing it to you. She and turned you were like, it on like a stop. fire hose. <laughs> oh, now <laughs> I, I have permission to act up on set? Turn it back down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but it's, I can <laughs> see like, you vacillating between like... Uh, like being nice because we're coworkers and you're very supportive. But I love that. That's fascinating because I feel like I get fu- I hang out with comedians so much in podcasts that I've totally lost my ability to like communicate with like 
nor and I'll go into a set and I'll be like, hey bitch, and I'm like, oh, you can't do that anymore. Right, 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 like, right. and oh. so I just like try to shut up and sit in a chair and not get sued. Yeah, I well, I'm like, I don't really help people out when I'm sarcastic. I just like say something and I'm like, good luck figuring that out. So I don't, <laughs> I try not to do that and work all the time because I don't want people being like, does she hate me? Or, you know, like, just like not knowing. <laughs> but now I, I know, I, I, now I know. Now you know, I, I do hate you. You do <laughs> for sure hate me. And I, on a daily basis, I, that we got such a great, we got such a great vibe on that thing. Like, that's all I, I know. I feel so about- lucky. It's like really rare i mean i yeah. genuinely like everyone there and it feels really it also good. shows in the work i watched like the trailer oh, last night i haven't seen um uh all of it but it was like the chemistry it looked like season four it's like when you're dating the odds of you having a chemistry with someone are so bad mm-hmm. and you just gotta yeah. keep dating it's like and yeah. the worse it gets the more you have to keep dating. and then at some point you actually although this is like five people connecting is so it's just rare. so rare. Yeah, so, so rare. It's so rare. All right, go, it. go do your thing. I'm so We love you, and we just were talking about the show. Yes, and, of course. And promote the yeah. show because it looks fucking amazing, and it's a destroyer cast. Thank yeah. you. I'm so glad. Best. Thank you for I'll doing this. I'll see you soon. Okay, stop right. stealing my thunder. See you love next you. week. Love you. Love stop you. being funnier than me. Bye. Thank you. The best. We now take a break in this lovely stroll down memory lane. Uh... And one that proves that I am actually the age that I am, thank God. The only reason I brought Topher Grace here today um, to talk to you about HelloFresh. Shalom Fresh. I love HelloFresh. Bonjour Fresh. I get it delivered right to my little house. I made. I think I made this point. I made, I made every meal. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, no, no. But I had HelloFresh yes, yes. come to the house the other day. The vegetables were so crisp and delicious. They're amazing meals. They're ready in 20 minutes or less. It's very feminist. It's This is a way to be in the kitchen as a woman, but also fucking have stuff to do. And they already give you the meals. They give you the recipes. Everything's set up for you. And my lover whipped up the most delicious pot. It was like a pasta Alfredo gnocchi. Gnocchi. It was gnocchi. HelloFresh is amazing. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash GoodForYou12 and use code GoodForYou12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GoodForYou12 and use code GoodForYou12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. America's number one meal kit. You'd be a moron not to get this. That's their slogan. (laughs) Look, this is, I'm not going to lie to you guys, uh, we've got many lights in here. We're basically shooting this podcast on the surface of the sun because <laughs> it makes me look younger. You guys always think that I'm glowing at sweat. <laughs> I know. What is that shimmer you're using? Yeah, That's pure sweat. BO. And, but most deodorant, I stopped wearing deodorant like six or seven years ago. I noticed. Because... <laughs> Because she had to move states. <laughs> I quit because I was trying to get you to quit and you just wouldn't go. <laughs> now I use this because not only does native it s- includes ingredients you've actually heard of mm-hmm. that you can pronounce if you can coconut pronounce- oil, shea butter, mm-hmm. and almost everything is vegan and nothing is tested on animals. Love yep. it. You can try native risk free as well. Tapioca starch. Can you eat I it? I love pudding. Make the switch to native today by going to nativedo.com slash Whitney or use promo code Whitney at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash Whitney or use promo code Whitney at checkout for 20% off your first order. And if you don't buy native, you stink. I was like nervous going in because I was like... You know, whatever. Especially if you've done one before, it's even harder. As you harder. should be. And I, 
I was straight up cocky two days into it. I was like, oh my God, I don't even have to do anything. Like it was such a click. I don't mean like a click with a Q. I mean like it just clicked. Like we really, um, I could just tell. And then, you know, what's crazy is the pilot's, I'm really proud of it, but it just gets so much better if you have that kind of chemistry. Yeah. Well, I always say the pilot is the worst episode. It should never be it the kind first of is, one. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. one where you're figuring things out and you're like making mistakes. And it's and informational. You have to say this character is this person. Yes, yes. By the time you're we so getting- how's life been since your divorce? I know. <laughs> it's like you have to do such cumbersome, like, like no one talks like that, you know? But but the, the I mean, it's so magic. I, it's weird because I think every project people come in and say, it's magic and the cast is really like a family and you know what, but like truly on this one, I was. Uh, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. This is just a uh, not. I mean, because this is like a, you strike lightning when something like this happens when a cast just clicks. Like yeah. Roseanne had it. Um, Beth, I had it with Crystalia, but I mean, we had been friends before. Yeah. Um, where uh, 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 Beth Bears and Kat Dennings had it on Two Broke Girls. Yeah, Things, they really, you know, yeah, that's a great example. Like, and they were actually best friends in real life, and it just. But it's also bled a way that film. you're surfing the laugh and like your timing and the connection. It's yeah, like building no tension. Describing it. Yeah, it's like it's it's like when sex just works. I, I don't know. It's one of those. Like, it's, it is very similar to dating in that yeah. sense, and um, and it's and when it's when it's like more than two people, like that's. Hard to find chemistry with two people. You're just jumping off like... a cliff with a bunch of people, and you have no idea if it's going to work. Or people get insecure, they get jealous, or they because I think that sometimes when you go on a set, when there's fear involved, people just regress to their inner child state and they recreate mm. their childhood circumstances. I mean, that's like... why people can be awful sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, can we get some of this food? I yes, yes, yes. Can yes. I eat while I'm doing this? Apologies to the audience. You you should be so lucky to hear <laughs> Topher Grace eat a fried chicken sandwich. Okay, this is going to be on Pornhub. There are, there are people who tune in just to see you do this. I say, <laughs> I'm telling. This should also actually go up on the OnlyFans. I feel like this is going to get, this is called a mukbang. Eat it with your feet. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a perfect score on WikiFeed. Um, what is it? Wait, five I don't know out of what five. Wiki, Wiki, oh, WikiFeed is. They judge your feet. They judge your feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, kind of a big deal. Thank you, Mama. Um, uh, I have a perfect score on WikiFeed. And All so. Right, let, me, let me put the conversation, let me direct the conversation a little bit. I, I mean, think I was there the first night you did stand up. Is that right? At Ebbar? Yeah. Holy shit, Toph. You were there the first night I did stand-up, and so was my dad, by the way. Um, Let me tell you something. I, I can only say this because you become literally a name comedian. Like, you're like, uh, like I've seen specials with you. Yeah. You were bad that first night. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, that, I, was I, think there like, mean, I think you mean to say terrible. I was just like, 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 I know nothing about the comedy world. That was like my first time at M Bar. So, or what is M Cafe? M Bar, which was on Vine and Fountain, which is now uh, another place. And I didn't get it. I didn't get that people test out material or what was oh, going no, no. on. I thought, no, I thought it was good. I wasn't testing it. I thought that was my final product after testing it many times, like uh, uh, in my mirror, testing it. No, but here's what the biggest mistake I made. And this is probably the reason I stopped, like, we stopped hanging out a lot because I was just like embarrassed for 10 years. <laughs> But like when you your first time you do stand up, I gotta invite all my friends. Oh my god! Stupid, stupid. That's what happened. You know, and Remember, Richie went up and did better than you. Oh, Remember? dude, Richie. <laughs> okay, our good friend Richie Keen, brilliant, brilliant director. The bit he used to do that was fucking brilliant is he had a joke about um, when he would go to Starbucks and there were zucchini muffins. 
And he had this joke about the guy that has to cut the zucchini every morning, knowing that no one's going to eat, but no one gets the zucchini muffins. And it was just like, it was such a random, like amazing observation. And I thought about that a lot. Like Gary Goleman, you know, r- does that incrededly well, where he can do 40 minutes on sugar cookies. Gaffigan right, can do 50 minutes on Hot Pockets. Right. But I like, I always think about that bit going like, Everywhere you are, you can find something funny about the person that made this thing. You know, like I okay. think about. It. So he had not done stand up for about seven or eight years at okay, that point. Okay, we're going back to this. Yeah. Still went up uh-huh. and kind of crushed. And I remember <laughs> thinking, like, oh, Whitney's like. like also, Women aren't I, funny. I knew it. I remember, I remember <laughs> just thinking that you. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll tell you honestly, because that's kind of like the funny anecdote version. But I remember watching you. Um, Figure no, no. I mean, some of that, but like, figure out your thing. Mm -hmm. And it's actually when you see when someone becomes an artist with it, which is what you become. I mean, you're actually. I mean, like books and TV shows and you know whatever. It's really a interesting thing to watch someone find their voice. I mean, I don't. That's not something I have to do in my career. Is like find my. It's like I have to do a different thing every time or whatever. But to watch you kind of like try because first, basically, you were doing what people do at Mbar with us. And like telling us jokes, and some of them would go well and not. And then you collected those and brought them to Ambar, and then you collected those and brought. And it, like to watch the process. And then I remember when I saw the first like billboard for one of your specials, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, it was like, what the it, fuck just, is Comedy Central thinking? No, no, I was like, oh, they had to they had to meet the girl stop, quota. Stop, <laughs> Thank God see, for these diversity thing. hire this mandates. This is what you're doing. But the truth is, I was like, oh, that's what hard work is. Like, you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not like you were so on, you were a very funny person, but I was like, oh, this is where it goes from, it's where the rubber meets the road. You know, where it goes from being, I don't know comedians, I mean, I know a couple from growing up, but I didn't know any of them as well as you. And it, that's where it goes from, you know, like, like, like kind of fucking around. Like, we all think we can be a comedian when you watch comedy. Right, right. To like, oh, this, like she worked down, you finally got one minute. Which probably was well after the the yeah. five minutes I saw, and then you got five minutes. I mean, that's how it goes, right? You and then fail. You, and then you were doing an hour, right? It was. Crazy. It's one of the only businesses, you know, Louis C.K. I think is who puts this the most eloquently, like where you succeed by failing. Like every night you fail. Right. Like there's not like like and, Seinfeld goes out and fails somewhere, right? Of course, all that's the time crazy. because they're that's going. Crazy. And but he fails for slightly different reasons than a younger comic would fail. He might fail because someone's like, oh, I've already heard this joke, or or you know, because they just saw. You don't him think before. he tries stuff. It, front of a crowd that, or they'll that go like work. yes I, we just want to hear you talk about this that like there's more expectations maybe for he him. knows if a joke's gonna work before he tells it at his station right? i think so like, like i mean when he was i mean he did that documentary comedian where uh uh in the documentary he does like five sets a night or something in one of the uh clubs he's not doing as well as he should be doing and he's like what do you guys know about comedy like how like I like this is a great joke. Like I like I know that like you guys are failing here. You know, so at every level you do cuz either number 1, your fans expect something from you or the bar is even higher for you. So so I think there a lot of comedians try to kind of coast on their fame. For me, it's completely the opposite. They're like who's this bitch that I fucking see everywhere? Like you better be funny. You have to almost be twice as funny because people already expect yeah, rough, you to be funny. You really are a uh uh you're part of that wave. You know, and and uh uh, women who are getting into comedy now should be should understand what it was like back then. It was Which really is, different, wasn't and it? And people think I, I, I this probably comes off very sexist and not like woke or whatever the most embarrassing word um, in the English language all of a sudden. But um, uh, a lot of girls, like young comics that have been doing it two or three years, are like the comedy store is toxic and they don't let like I, I sh- uh, you know why aren't I getting spots in the main room? I'm like because you're not good yet. 
and you mm -hmm. should not be doing that yet. Like you, d my biggest regret almost is I sort of was seen too soon as a stand-up before I was ready. I was certainly funny mm, enough. Interesting. I had a funny... Would you said that back then? Or you said, no, no I No, no, no. Back it. then, I'm like, I deserve it all right now. Right. And, <laughs> and, you know, you get one chance to make that first impression and, you know... It, Gary Shandling told me one time, you can never make it too late. As a comedian, as an actress, you can probably never you make it too early. You can never make it too late. Never. That's such a great quote. Think of our greatest comedian. I mean, Ronnie Dangerfield made it at 68 or some shit. Right, no, like 55 right. or something. And, he was playing 68 yeah, that's the a, whole time, right? <laughs> because he had a life and he had a point of view. Being a comedian is all about having a point of view and surprising opinions and life experience. That's it just like, made me think Rodney Dangerfield's wife is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> or was he even married? I mean, I like, know. I don't even know. I don't know, but there are famous stories about every meeting he would take. He would wear a robe and open his legs and his balls would hang out during the meeting. And if someone... But not in a sexy way, in a, like, as a joke? I mean, it depends on what you're into, I guess. <laughs> if you're into necrophilia, maybe. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, is it, it, when you're starting out, like, you're just getting comfortable on stage. Nothing you say is interesting or true. It's As a woman at the time, all you would do is sex jokes to try to, like, neutralize yourself or make yourself unsexy or ugly. Mm, or mm. or you're trying to make the comics in the back laugh. Like, you go really, like, I mean, I had just, like, abortion jokes. I used to do this, like, my first oh, step. Yeah, no, I used to do this joke this where joke. I was like, I've yeah. never been raped because I don't say no. Like, I'm unrapeable. Like, I did all this crazy shit. Say, hey, I want the audience to take themselves back to... <laughs> my youth I'm not a comedian I don't even really know comedians and Whitney comes over with some of my friends who also like oh no I mean we, we had fun but we weren't trying to, and you're like cracking jokes like that and I'm going like what the fuck, fuck <laughs> is this girl talking about and then after a while I was like oh, yeah some of these are like really funny but like but like, like it's 2.30 what are you yeah. <laughs> We're at brunch on a Sunday. Like, what do you do with Can that energy? Just... <laughs> but, uh, it was like armor for me. It was I like, get it, I get it. I, by the way, I even so got it aggressive. Because no. you and I had some great talks that were that were not that were you. You know what I mean? What I thought was like, oh, this is like hard work over a period of time, and I, you know, people don't see the work in comedy. I mean, sure they do on this podcast, but like the work it takes. To Dude. get to a place where you have something Ellen, that is a machine like that, you know? Ellen's sitcom is one of my favorite sitcoms ever. Ellen, um, the first sitcom? The first sitcom. Yeah. It's fucking excellent. Dude. I haven't watched that in Dude, years. Dude, she did some shit in that that was so wild. First of all, it was, there's an extra level of how funny it is because she was playing a straight person for so long. I mean, she literally dates Jeremy Piven on the show. Like, it's, just says it it, all, yeah. it's so funny in so many ways now, but she was always in like a sundress and like sneakers. Like, looking back now, it's just so funny. Yeah, a lot of sundresses. That's all I remember. I got to go watch that show again. I haven't watched Dude, it. Dude, there was yeah. one. So when Friends started, I mean, I love sitcom history and I'm just obsessed with it. But um, when uh, Janine Garofalo, one of my favorite people on the planet, uh, I was with Burt Kreischer yesterday, and I said, who's your number one hall pass? Number one hall pass, your wife would never get mad, you could pick mm -hmm. anyone. He's like, Janine Garofalo. And we like went into a deep dive, and I was like, I forgot She's her. amazing. Dude, she was so fucking hot, and she was Was cast. she on Ellen? Yes, and I'll tell you this this episode. When but like for like a guest star thing or something. She was a guest star, right. but Janine uh, Garofalo, remember when she played like the ugly friend on- Yeah, on Cats and Dogs. The, the, uh, uh, no, Must Love Dogs. Muscle, Muscle dogs? dogs or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. The truth about cats truth and dogs. About cats and dogs. Yeah, because whatever. And it was I was like, like Janine Garofalo's. <laughs> I was like, that's before I was in Hollywood. It's it just so sense. wild to look yeah. back and be like, what? Remember, Bye Bye Love. She was so good in Bye. She was like the grumpy dude. Bait. Reality bites. Yeah, reality Excuse bites me. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Can I tell you who's the baller. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, please. Like, don't shoot, shoot me. Shoot him. Don't shoot me. We do not shoot guests. Oh, all right. Yet is uh. I've really been thinking about Ben Stiller's filmography as a director. Dude. And he is 
like people don't give that guy. I mean, he gets plenty of respect because he's an actor, so but famous like, as an actor. People right. forget but how. Just reality bites alone. That's just one of my top ten favorite Stiller movies of all show. time. I'm sorry. The Ben Stiller Show, dude. The Ben Stiller Show. Like I grew up fucking being obsessed with that. I did. I a... love Walter Mitty, by the way. I think that's like an unheralded Excellent. like the end and like, Tropic Thunder. But yeah. he's just some of the stuff he's doing now is like he's. Dude, that's that, what's the one on Showtime with uh, Escape from uh, Patricia Arquette, right? Yeah. Escape. I mean, he, dude, he's like also bless his fucking heart. Award shows are so boring. I know he does it every time. Every he comes time. out and kills. Dude, every comes time he out, kills. Shows even the Golden Globes, which was just like an awkward festival of weirdness. He crushed um, it with that banana bread. He thing. came in with like a banana bread. He committed. He. When I think it. about this, he he. I had to go around and do all those. I had to. I was I, I was psyched to do it with Black Klansman, but you have to go to like mm-hmm. you know. 20 shows or something and each one I'm talking like the like Writers Guild Association yeah. shows Directors up and crushes Guild, and then yeah. he's like a sag and he, he things must, that aren't even televised I don't know if he writes with someone or if he just sits there and doesn't but it's like yeah things that aren't even televised and he's crushing every single time let me tell you this let me tell. Let me do you one better uh, Ben Stiller when I won the not the People's Choice Award like the um, Young oh Young Hollywood Award oh yeah was that is that like movie line I don't. I don't know. The movie line, the young Hollywood. Like dot org, not com. When I went, I think it was the Razzie. Let's be honest. Um, when I went out, Young Hollywood, the comedian of the year, like bright, bright smile award. Literally, <laughs> just like something, like just a fake award show that was like at someone's house. Um, and I hosted it, and they were like, "Who do you want to present you with the award?" I hosted the Young Hollywood Awards, and then I won best comedian. They probably just gave it to me because they're like, well, "She's already here," um, and. They're like, who do you want to present to you? And I literally was just like, well, I mean, like Ben Stiller. And he showed up and did it. He wrote a speech where he read some of my tweets. Like, <laughs> oh, like he'd done research on it. Like, right. my, yeah, like the tweets at my tweets at the time were like pretty wild. Did he kill too? It was and really he, funny. Um, like, uh, there was one tweet that was, um, this was after Two Girls, One Cup came out. And I, had a, I guess I tweeted that day, the best part of waking up. Is two girls in one cup. And he like sang that tweet. And like it was just so he he just shows up so hard. I actually did a pilot with him. I got cast in that pilot with John Goodman uh, and Justin Bartha called The Station. Mm. That was about um uh, David Wayne ended up directing it actually, and I believe I got fired. Um oh, or re- fired? recast. I'm pretty sure I I, I was recast. Right. Um and uh and Stiller produced it uh and was there every day and was just like yeah. The, it just he's just such a dreamboat. I remember talking to Busy Phillips once about this, and I was like, Ben Stiller, like, why like, shouldn't he take a break or a vacation? Like, I just was like, you're at the top of the world. Why why does he keep doing three movies a year? And she was like, well, that's why he's on top of the world. Like, right, it was, right, I, was yeah, just, yeah, right. I was just like, that's oh right. shit, like dumb dumb. That's right. Let me ask you something because as someone that I know you're not going to let me give you this compliment, mm. um, but as truly like the the catch of Hollywood. Like you, I think you're like the catch of Hollywood. And if you're if you're a sane person, we've gotten into like to, to fictional territory. Yeah, no, but I'm, no, 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 I'm serious. Um, uh, in terms of like you is my this is coming from a girl who I hung out with a lot and never tried to make a pass at me. <laughs> well, because I was very creeped out by famous people at the time. Like mm. I just was like right. I I I very much you know I'm. Really, no, we both had some kind of understanding. That was but you great. know that yeah, I'm yeah. super into animal rescue shit, and that was it. I hated yeah, animals. And he just I murdered them. Dude, one time I watched him. Um, Big hunter. I watched him hit a kitten with a golf club. And um, I said, "You said why did you do that?" I remember tears were running out of your face. I said, "Because I can." Because <laughs> the golf club was there. Because I've just built my taxidermy room. 
Um, no, I, I... No, but I, I was scared of celebrities. I very much saw celebrities at the time, and I still kind of do as, like, sort of trapped people that everyone wants a lot from. Mm. And I never, like... Like, I get really uncomfortable when people um, use choke collars on dogs and ride horses a certain way because mm. they're trapped and there's nothing. Like, being objectified and mm. um, to yeah, me— Yeah, but in all fairness, the horse didn't, like, try out <laughs> yeah, a didn't... bunch of times to try to get the reins <laughs> on. You know what I mean? For the job. Yeah. I mean, you know— <laughs> the, the horse didn't suck three producers' dicks <laughs> to get the job. <laughs> the horse saw what uh, what happens to other horses and still decided— to put the reins on, so okay. you know. Not um, a great example, Benton. I don't have a lot of friends, but I have a lot of fiends. We best are fiends. best. I would never. I am very relieved that I am your best friend, not your best fiend. Because I would not want to be on your bad side. You want to. You want to be on my best fiends list though, because my little dudes are leveled up. My little creatures, my little bugs, they are leveled up. Listen, best fiends is a. It's free to download, first of all. It's a puzzle game for your little brain. You know what it is? It's like You fight slugs. One of the few things that do doesn't make me feel like my brain is atrophying, you're not getting stupider. It's so fun and engaging. It's a puzzle. To, yes, when you're waiting for like 20 minutes, when you're like in LA waiting um, four months to get a vaccine. Uh, you, it's you can some, play it in line. It is a healthy diversion on my phone that keeps me yeah, you can't making put it down. positive choices. You can't put it down. It's, it, has, it has over 100 million downloads. Yeah. People love it, okay? Yeah, I mean... Why do they need it's, us? To it's talk for about everyone. It? It's for hardcore gamers. It's for casual gamers. It's something to do that'll make you better in the long run because you're exercising your noodle. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple Store or Google Play. That's friends with LVR Best Fiends. I am a psycho when it comes to betting. Like, I am the princess in the pea. Shocker. Which is crazy because I did not grow up with fancy. Like, my mattress, that is like the first thing I spent money on mm -hmm. as an adult and betting in comforters. Same thing. I like to spend days and days in bed crying and I need it to be a soft place to land. Everything at Brooklinen is quality. The comforters, the sheets, no, no, the pillowcases, like the loungewear, the towels. But the sheets, is so soft. But here's my thing. I hate being cold at night, which mm -hmm. is why I need a super warm comforter. But when I slip in, I want the sheets to feel cold yeah, cool. and the pillow to feel cool right. and then yes. it be warm. These, these uh, comforters, they feel like the, a Heaven. hug from the dad that would have loved me. Brooklinen has 75,000 five-star reviews. So if you don't believe us, believe, you know, 75,000 other people. This is the only thing the internet uh, has uh, agreed to like. Treat yeah. yourself to ultimate comfort with Brooklinen's Comforter Collection. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code Whitney to get $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code Whitney for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code Whitney. Emily didn't wing for once. Ding. <laughs> we happened to catch of Hollywood. Let's get back to that. That's where I'm going. Yeah. So I'm obsessed with, and I've done it with most of our guests, like guys especially, um, why your current wife? Like what was different right. about her? I always want right. to give the fans, especially like the female fans, like like why her? You could have had anyone, or you could have had a lot of people. And I'm con I'm it's obsessed. Nice to say. I'm um, obsessed, and I know why because I've met her, and it's very right, clear to right, me right. why she's the one. But why for you? What was different? Mm. What you know? Because and I also want to ask you about red flags because you have such a uh, sagacious like antenna with people. You that do. Is true. That is true. I'm good at no. Even now when I meet people. 
have nothing to do with dating, you know, like, I just, eh, that, yeah, I got a weird feeling about this guy. You're so. We'll go out with a couple, you know, on like a couple date. Yeah. And I'll be like, nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have a, you have an intuition that I've always really admired as someone that surrounded myself with toxic people over and over again and just seemingly cannot stop. You are always so good about like, I mean, even, I mean, the, the fact that we're going to fucking John Aboot, like, I mean, those are the. Yeah, they're great guys. They're great guys. Best people in fucking Hollywood. Um, Why her? When did you know? Oh man, it, I always I'm going to talk about it with you because you're my friend. I always hesitate to talk about it because I and uh, she would love me to talk about it. So it's not like she has a problem with me talking about her. This is being of service to the girls in their twenties right now. They're like, why doesn't that guy like me? I puked in his yeah. on his dick. Who cares? I'll tell you a story about my wife, and I never talk about it. But the mostly first time I saw you care. guys together, it was like it sh it was so weird because. You're, you were such a unified team. Like yeah. you, you were, came to a party. It was the first time I'd met her, and you guys were like cracking each other up. Yeah, yeah, she's like, very it, funny. Yeah, you guys were like in a little cocoon, but still being social. But you didn't, you know, uh, dart and separate. You like still yeah, wanted to hang out. Does she's that make amazing. sense? Yeah, no, it does. I mean, it's a big part of. Um, well, on a gut level, I remember I dated some people that I that I liked, but weren't. Um, I don't know if you ever had this. I felt like I was entertaining them a lot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and she is, uh, my wife is really funny. I She doesn't care to be uh, funny to other people the way you and I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like She's she, not like, she doesn't need to perform out of insecurity. And it's not right, like, right. A, 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 it's not like she's always I, on. I don't think anyone's ever cracked me up as much in my life. And then on top of okay, that. Okay, well now you're just being hurtful. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I mean, her first we don't night. Have to talk, you know what? Let's not talk her about first this. night in Ambar. She killed, <laughs> and it was like off the dome. She hadn't even prepared You're any like, of it. She's the first woman I ever met that made me laugh. We went to two different people's houses to not because I don't want to say who it was, but one of them was like, you know, like your good friend Kevin Spacey. Yes, and you know what's happened with him is just a tragedy. Yeah, and I can't, and I want to use the rest of my time. Your best friend, defend, Brian Singer. Yeah, and oh my, him too. <laughs> no, I, uh, I uh, just want to say I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, it was when, R. Kelly. We went kidding. to like uh, this house that was in between like Bono and Oprah's house, and it, it was lovely. And I was like, I've been to some mansions in my time, but I was like, holy shit, this yeah. is like incredible. And then we went to another house on the same day and it was like a normal house on a kind of like a cul-de-sac where we had kind of left our car. And as we were driving home, uh, this was out of town, she was like, um, I was talking about that mansion. I mean, I was like, I can't believe it in the view. And then she said, no offense, but you know, that's the kind of house that I want. And I was like, whoa, uh, whoa. <laughs> like, I mean, I would have to do some things really differently in my career to... And I also just thought, oh, it's too bad. She kind of wants it. And she said, no, 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 the house by the cul-de-sac, the one that was like, and I was like, oh, what do you, like, like I, I didn't think it was right that she wanted that big a mansion, but I was like, what do you, what do you mean like a house that a, you know, like okay, that let's normal. Let's not be, let's not be a ridiculous. Yeah. I'm still Topher Grace. <laughs> and she, and she kind of walked me through it and I was like, oh my God, this person just naturally has this philosophy that is, um, that money doesn't buy any of these things and I and I'm not valuable to her in that way you know that's like, amazing and and she wasn't I mean she's like cuz I want to save all your money for plastic surgery she she <laughs> has certainly spent uh not on plastic surgery she, <laughs> she has grown more accustomed to spending my money but uh she is um she I like at her core I really think that's like she's just real that's just one of them she's like real beliefs about things that have kind of changed me in terms of like um 
I guess I thought you, you knew me. I wasn't like you said, I was good with money or whatever, but I always thought like, Oh, if you have this much, you should spend this percentage of it. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, the right thing to do is only yeah. this percent. And then I realized like, Oh, but then if you have like a hundred billion dollars, you got to have like a, a huge house yeah. or something. And I realized, no, I, you know, that like changed me into like, Oh wait, what really actually makes me happy? And she's done that to me in, in so many ways, uh, uh probably without her knowing it, but you know, just hang out with someone, just the way you and I changed each other. Yeah, knowing each other, so cool. you know, you know these people, and then you heard Bill Murray say it's like we're uh, we're all um, like meteoroids or something, like just kind of like yeah, headed at each other, and then we connect, and then we yep. forever change the trajectory of ourselves from having connected. You know, and I remember thinking though, I remember like I definitely met a ton of girls that you had dated and ignored, and I always was just like, dude, he's never gonna find someone smart enough for it. I was always like oh, I, nice I literally was like he's so fucked because he's so successful and ostensibly you know wealthy and all that kind of stuff um, and I was like he's just gonna attract the wrong kind of people and that's so sad because that's not what he wants you know yeah that's true I had a moment where I was like can I, I ask I how you to... met oh, we met at a charity event at a, wow. at um like a like I was there more in a kind of like bullshit yeah, yeah. celebrity way, and she was there. <laughs> she like, was there for real. Would you be weirded out thing? if she had proposed to you? No, there was a thing that happened with us early on where I was like, early on, it was like we were definitely in it, probably saying "I love you" and stuff. And then she said, "I, I was saying something like, you know, if we get married and have kids, about some house we're gonna buy or something." And she was like, "Look, we're obviously gonna get married and have kids, so just like," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I didn't know you follow it, but I also was like, Love "Oh her. yeah, of course we knew." You know, and she she's said, like, "Look, I work in charity. You're a charity case, so obviously we can <laughs> yeah. be together." She's like, I can take care yeah, of you. You're my make a wish kid. I'm trying to make you like a good person, <laughs> but she, um, she, she did say as a caveat to that, like, "Look, if something goes wrong, we won't. But let's just operate like we are going to, because it'd be stupid to kind of dance around. Like, who knows if we're gonna?" Dude, that is she is my bitch for that. That is so awesome. Yeah, I agree. And so I to answer your question, if she had after that point said we should get married or presented me with a I don't know, a ring? I it's kind of a bill for the a ring and the bill for the ring. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's just a bill in a in a circle. Yeah, yeah. This is the bill for her ring, right? <laughs> Put it on my finger. But she was uh I think I would have been fine with it. I mean the only thing that would mess it up is like I always was worried about like what does she want me to do? So in that sense, I understand what you're going through because you go... It's a weird pop... I just feel like I'm obsessed with friends of mine um, who... Uh, or, or guys I know when they get engaged because I have a lot of guy friends. And I do feel like guys... It's their last opportunity to be in charge of something in a way. <laughs> that is more true than you know. <laughs> like, you know no. what I mean? This is your last hurrah of being in charge of a decision and planning it fully yourself. And and let me tell you what happens. When you get down on one knee, like... I was always like, oh, this is going to be a fun, traditional thing. People do this. I, I never thought about it. You're so fucked up all day. You got this ring in your pocket. I didn't get that term. You know, it's burning a hole in your pocket. I was like, I got to get this thing off of me. That's so, so expensive. But here's the <laughs> other thing. But I think that uh, actually a couple of my guy friends maybe that are way less uh, emotionally uh, well-adjusted than you kept the ring way longer and waited a longer time to propose because I, I think it's like the closest you can ever feel to being like in a jewelry heist. Like no, no, you no, would no, get no. to like hide a ring and you're carrying a ring and you get to like be James no, I, Bond. I thought she was going to find out and it was going to ruin her. Where'd you hide it? 
Yeah, I had it in my pocket. Like it was. You bought it and proposed the same day. No, 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 no. I for no. Oh my god, it was a whole thing. That tells me a, everything I need to know about your credit. I score. was doing a. <laughs> I was doing a movie in Australia, and the whole thing was was crazy. I had to have it shipped to my folks' house, which was a mistake because my parents were then like really in on <laughs> it. They pawned I, it. No, no, it was over. <laughs> she came home for Christmas, I think, and over her shoulder, my mom was like, "When." Oh. And I was like, Mom, like she's hearing you. Like, By the way, and the fact that this is how you think pictures are taken I know, still, I know, you mean, I know. <laughs> you mean. <laughs> but I, when it happened, I was so nervous it was that I was going to ruin her story for life by not but doing it right or whatever. And then when you and get they're down, like, Topher Grace couldn't act like he knew how to do it? No, I, <laughs> He's no. He's an amazing actor. No, 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 no. And <laughs> You've proposed to people in movies, I feel like. <laughs> I have proposed to someone on film before, and I was much better at it. This was like I was so nervous, and it's so real. And then the act of get this is what I will warn you is the act of getting down on one knee is really um, like there's I didn't understand the emotional like thing behind it, but you're you're basically like bowing down to someone, and and for good reason. You know what I mean? It's making like, yourself uh, so vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I was so I was not prepared for how. I mean, I was prepared. I would feel vulnerable because. I was asking someone to... My, but it's also this thing we've seen in every movie for all of time, Princess Bride. Like, it's so ingrained in our head. Like, like just seeing a man get down on one knee is just this, like, we're so conditioned by that to be, this is the most important moment of your life. I think it'd be great if... I don't think anyone would care. I don't think any guy you should be with should care if you propose to him. If it's right, the, the fear I always had was, is this 100% the right time and the right way the two stories I'll tell you is my, my wife's getting such a kick out of this. <laughs> I just never wind up talking about this stuff. Is she? Um, actually, I'm not gonna tell you that first story. Wow, the second part, no. Someone get a drink. The second story is um, is that <laughs> I will tell it to you. She, you know what? She'll <laughs> like it so much. She, um, I was like, uh, some joke. She said we were. You know, you joke about proposals kind of before it happened, like way before it happened. And I was like, you're ever lucky enough to get a, you know, proposed to? And she's like, oh, I've been proposed to. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the invite's still open. I was, like, I was like, okay. And that was a, you gave that person a no. So like, how did that they work out? I want to know that whole story. And then the second story was... I forgot. I'll come back. What were you asking? What were you... Oh, don't pretend you forgot. No, no, I, I really did forget. It was a... But here's my thing about... A lot of guys I know overthink it. Like, I have one friend... This is real, and I actually still want to make uh, this a movie about it. Um, I just... What's a movie? Um, I... A friend of mine went on a cruise with his girlfriend's family. Oh, boy. And said, I'm going to propose on the cruise. I'm like, great. Just do it on the last day. Just do it on the last day. I, you're Whitney, you're so negative. You're such an, I'm like, just do it on the last day. I just, mm -mm. she's trapped on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. So I'm just saying, do it on the last day. He panicked, did it on the first day. Oh boy. She said no. Oh boy. He was on a cruise with her family and her for the next week. 
That's a movie. Yeah, that uh, I was like, movie. yeah, you're stuck, and the, and then he's trying to meet other people on the boat. He's trying to rebound with other girls, yep. like on, and it's her entire. That actually, that is a movie. Her yeah. entire family is there. I mean, it was like 45 people. It was like a family. It was like her dad's 80th birthday. Oh God! Oh my! God. And every and they're literally and I was like, dude, he just panicked. Um and uh and just like when guys overthink, like I'm just like think this through. Yeah, I think yeah, it was. Uh, I was very nervous. How'd and, you pick uh, out the ring? I I I. You know, it's funny. The minute you decide you're going to do it, you immediately become duplicitous. You're like, you know, the hiding amount, behind the person's the back amount, and trying oh, to, you I know. Don't, I can't tell you how many people, before my uh, uh, former fiance proposed to me, I was convinced he was cheating for three months because he was like on his phone. He wouldn't let me see his phone. Yeah. His phone was like, he wasn't. I was like me- calling her friends. And I remember I called her friend. And, yeah, and that, her- no, no, my friend, our friend who I was um, involved in the planning of her engagement thought I was having an affair with her husband because we were texting each other all the time. That's so funny. That's what happened. I called her number and the guy picked up her phone like, hello? Like, who is the... You know what I mean? Like, which dude is calling? And I was like, hey, I'm... And I do immediately be like, I... So you know, I know I've been told anyone this, but I'm going to propose. And he was like, oh my God, here's my, here's okay, my, hey. here's my wife. You know, you know, I'm gonna... Yeah, it's like so much weird shit comes up. And but the ring, I, I I'm glad you called girlfriends because every guy I know calls their guy friends for ring advice. I'm like, what are you doing? That's their when you that's, that's when someone ends up with a yellow diamond. I like agree. in Sex in the City. And then how did you pick your band? Or just sh- No, I had the a different friend go with her and say, don't hey, you have, if, uh, what your wedding band? Oh, my wedding band. Oh, I thought you meant that? her. Uh, you know, my wife didn't care. <laughs> just go, go get something. <laughs> we got that in case That's jewelers. replaceable yeah. if you lose uh, it or whatever. This was in um, a Cracker Jack box? <laughs> yeah, we, we spent it off on the other one. Did it feel of. weird to wear jewelry as a man? It it did. I did it in movies a couple times and I was like... We got it. Your movie star. <laughs> this just felt weird. But, uh, but it was probably more emotionally weird than it was physically weird. Um, and your father. So weird. Yeah, I know. That's not... I mean, you and I right now are in the part of the movie that takes place at the end like you think the movie's over and it's going to go to credits and then it pulls up and it's like you know 15 years later oh, <laughs> we're yeah. like on this and this is us and we're like older and talk, looking back on the thing but we really that really felt like it's probably because it was our first everything and also speak for yourself I probably look younger now than I did back then <laughs> you look great thank you but like you, you, we, that was so God, you know everyone knows it when they're going through it but you can't hold on to it enough it's but so also precious also it's you know? like it's I, like you I don't know. I just, I, I, I definitely had thought this before. Like, you were probably just like the most fun dad ever. You know what I, you know what I suffered or from. Are you too when, fearful? To no, 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 no. I'm, a, I, I think I'm a fun dad. I mean, you'd have to ask my kids. I think when I was younger, around when you knew me, if I had a complaint, it was that I think people thought of me as a fun dad then. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> but I, That's but I wasn't a dad. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I wanted to, you know, date yeah. people, and whatever. I would never take my actual children to Disneyland. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of, you know, I like we, I, and I am kind of a fun. I've had this feeling since I've turned forty, where I'm like, I think I'm kind of more what I was kind of meant to be. It was, it's a bummer to be. There were plenty of girls when when we were in our twenties yeah. that I who were like, oh, you know, someday you seem like you're gonna be fun. But <laughs> right now, I'm gonna get with the right. the bad boy Vincent or Gallo. whatever, whoever it was. It's a deep cut. Google That's it. a deep cut. <laughs> but um. But I do, I, yeah, I feel really great and I love it and I, I think I'm good at it. Yeah. Do you, um, I'm just terrified. I'm, I know I'm going to have kids. They might be built in a lab or adopted, who knows. But I, 
the way that I'm with my dog, like I am so terrified because so much bad shit happened to me when I was a kid. Like I caught on fire and I fe- and I hurt myself all the time. Like I'm just. Do you just eventually let it go, or are you always kind of in oh, the back mean, like, of your phys- mind? Physical hurt, or just like like breaking your arm, or like I just we can't bubble wrap our kids. But like, right. does the fear ever really go away? Well, now I that mean, you're a protector of something. There horrible. are better people to ask than me. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not like a super dad, but I do think. Uh, you're like I have met them a couple times. They seem lovely. I, th- I think. Uh, yeah, you know. Gosh, if I could just remember their names, they're so sweet. <laughs> Um, uh, the, my wife is like, we were talking about very into their physical safety. And I, of course, care deeply that they're physically safe, but mostly there's kind of after a while, nothing you can, you can't you watch them every minute. Them live. And some of it's about like, you, they got to fall down and scrape their knee and then they learn not to do that thing yeah. on the skateboard never or listen whatever. To what you say. Yeah. So I, and I, and I do hold my breath for, oh my God, there's going to be a moment where there's a, you know, someone breaks their arm and you know, so I hate all of so that. So that's why we don't use seatbelts. I mean, they have to learn to, they got to learn. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got to learn. And, uh, and then, but what I do worry about is, uh, mentally what you're passing on. And I mean, I'm sure you can't help that stuff either, to be honest, but you know. Yeah. And also they really do what you do, not what you say. And so it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. I guess I have to be a fucking take care of myself because they're just going to do what I do. A lot of that. And also just a lot of like, what I've been thinking about lately is like, I'm in someone else's youth. Like, isn't that crazy? So, you know what I mean? And someone's so like crazy. deep youth. You know what I mean? Like they're like yeah. those memories that you have that are like from when you're really young that form your whole vision of the world. And it's a big responsibility. How are you documenting them? Like when I watched the Paris Hilton documentary, the Woody Allen documentary, I was like, I have no videos from my childhood. We don't even want to be turning on cameras that much because wow. we we grew up around a lot of people who, and, and wait, wait, we're people who like attention and we don't, yeah. that's part of the thing. I don't want oh, you're someone afraid to- afraid they'll steal your thunder, fair. That's it, they're so cute. <laughs> and they, you know, when you're with them in a picture, I feel they like the may, people I are just, looking at them. And you know? I just look older next to them, which that's is the other thing like, too. I don't, yeah, so focus. We do videos just for us, you know what I mean? But I see it, I see people with their, with their um, uh, uh, kids and they're just sitting here filming their kid and filming their kid. And I'm like, you realize the kid doesn't know what you're doing. It just looks like you care about this black box. To them, it's the new form of alcoholism around your kid. I swear, like mm, kids now, mm. like this is where parents tune out. And I think that's true. I mean, maybe not they, about filming them, but about you know anything that's but on the, the phone. The kid yeah. goes that box that means they're nothing the cigarette. They're the cigarettes of is now. more important yeah, 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 yeah. than me. Yeah. Like that's more important. I must be a real piece of shit that that black box that they don't know what it does. They don't know how important it but is. They're, they're even. <laughs> they don't. They just think it's a black box. <laughs> they don't know that it's better than them. Like, they don't yeah, understand how do they know? that it's like way more valuable than them. No, I uh, I. Do we're, we're we're look? This is all my wife, so I'm talking about her her values, which I really fell in love with. Um, in addition to her, we don't do any screens, and uh, she gets on me even when I'm looking at my phone. And uh, it's hard, by the way, doing no screens. I always thought like, yeah, that's the healthy way to. This raise is why kids. you don't know how famous you are. You don't go on the internet. <laughs> okay, so I ate these yogurt pretzels. <laughs> And now they're. I put them on my lap and they've melted. And now it just looks oh, like. Oh, you put them on there. Here, take some of. Uh, now it just looks like I auditioned for Brett Ratner. Oh um, my God. Do you love that I just don't give a fuck anymore? Well, I don't think you're going to make many enemies by <laughs> making that joke. I'm just saying, like, there's something that happens, I think, when the pandemic happened and comedians all of a sudden were able to do podcasts that are more lucrative than t- a lot of TV at this point. Um, and not needing the industry where it's wonderful. There's what's a happening. kind of freedom. Don't there's you a, feel lately like with comedians, they're lifting each other up more than 
Like that was not the culture when you and I. No, were it was. Young. It's yeah. me or you for this job. It's me yeah. or you for this fuck. Especially as women, it was like there's only one woman on every lineup. You're my fucking competitor. You're my hero, but I fucking hate you. You know, it's like because it's me or you. Now yeah. it's like we all lift each other up, and the and the podcast is helping that uh, that happen, right? Because everyone's helping. Like, literally, you have to call on your friends. You know, and ask what my them. favorite part about this is is that it's it used to be survival of the most savage or survival of the most ambitious or the most. Um, uh, it uh, it was never the nice guy won right, right, for a right. long time. For sure, yeah. You know, except fucking you. Um, wow. But uh, <laughs> you're the anomaly there. But now it's like with podcasts and stuff, it's about who will do you a favor and come and talk to you for three hours for, you know. And a lot of, you can tell the people that have podcasts that were shitty to comics coming up 10 years oh, ago. Oh, because no one will show up. There's a certain yeah. number of, com- look, think about the comedians that don't appear as guests on podcasts very often. You know, and I was doing, it was used to be, a f- I mean, doing, you know, Rogan, uh, by the time I did Rogan, he was already the biggest, I mean, getting 90 million downloads a month. But um, uh, like Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, uh, uh, Brendan Shaw, like all these podcasts that are now huge, Theo Vaughn, um, that were huge. When I first did them, I was doing them a favor. But right. I drove down to Santa Monica, did my jury yeah, duty, yeah. did their podcast. Yeah. Now their podcasts are huge, and now they'll come on mine and help me. You know, so now it's kind of survival of the nicest. The That's most... so interesting. I never heard it explained like that, but it's like, isn't that a beautiful Think thing? The it. internet if, finally did something good if you for were people. A dick, yeah. If you were, I'm, there's a lot of overcorrection and there's a lot of like people like getting shit that they, I don't think they really deserve. But, um, and we're sort of now just getting so addicted to the the town square of like, yeah, but the I, shot I, in Florida. yeah, but I, I like what you're saying because it's, uh, yeah. You, you know, if yeah, you yeah, were yeah. a dick 10 years ago, you to even the the PA or the craft services person, like yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. has Twitter now. Everyone can weigh in now. Yeah. I mean, there's all these 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 Instagram feeds that pop up where um, people that work at airports are like, yeah, I met so-and-so and she was a total fucking bitch. She was being shit. Like everyone that yeah. you never thought could mm-hmm. hurt, help or hurt you that you just thought were invisible. There was a solution back then. Which is just being nice to people, but, but I, no, I'm saying, but but like uh, the people that were dicks to the comics coming up, yeah, who yeah, are yeah, now they, the ones with all their... the power, or right, the right, minorities and the women, the ones that are starting to get power, are like, oh fuck, probably should have been nicer. Yeah, probably shouldn't have called me a cunt in the green room. Who are we talking about specifically? Right now? Uh, we're talking about David Spade. <laughs> For reals? No. Okay. <laughs> He's the nicest guy ever. I know. I've, I've had very pleasant experiences with him. <laughs> that was a really hard thing because <laughs> I was like, oh, there's so many people that they would not think that was a joke, and right, Spade right. would never. Um, uh, but he, <laughs> and and yeah, it's like Spade, like you know, like and also just like we hung out so long ago, like we became friends. Like he comes to, to my like. The fact that I can get the kind of guests I can get, I'm I'm really proud because I'm like I feel like there's a lot of opportunities I didn't get or a lot of jobs I didn't get because I didn't have like a cutthroat mentality and I was very like and now no, it's you, kind of that's paying off yeah, yeah I'm yeah, like no you great. go you go and I'm like ah oh, fuck I feel like I've wasted so much potential by not fighting harder to like get on SNL or like like right. not being so comp- like I just I always wanted people to like me in the hallways. And if the audiences were lukewarm on me, I was like, okay, well, the, com- the comedians' op- opinions matter more. Well, you did both, really. I mean, you know what I mean? You can, And you can do, you know, you can do both. But, like, if you were a dick, I mean, a if harder. you were a womanizer, if you were shitty to wit, shit, like, you, it's the jig is up, you know? Yeah, The people that, that work are the ones that are kind. And a lot of the reason that I, even your off-camera behavior, um, uh, it, it's weird because I think, Part of the reason I'm so scared to keep doing TV, at least as a creator, is that you have 200 people. In it. Like one, I mean, you have 10 people in a cast, let's say. 
one person's bad behavior 10 years ago or misjudgment 10 years ago can ruin everything you've built. So it now, happened, saying, now yeah, it yeah, happened yeah, to yeah. me with, with Roseanne. I mean, she really built it. But by the time I came in and ran it, it's like we worked our asses off, blood, sweat and tears. Like I could not have put more into, you know, EPing that show. And then one tweet and it's all over, you know. Can I tell you, though, that That's pilot, a scary thing I don't think me. I've said this to you, but I or maybe I have, but that that whatever the new pilot was. So the new first, the first episode, episode for the reboot. Yeah, I couldn't believe it and it was impactful for me going back to network now just because i thought oh you can it's abc yeah you you can do it you somehow i mean like, and reunions should never work i mean it's just the nature yeah. of it should never work and should it really work. worked i mean i didn't I, I was uh i don't think we had kids yet i don't think so i kind of like wasn't going to tune in every week to yeah. anything that was on network because i was like out yeah but uh but i remember watching that out of curiosity and just thinking wow i can't believe they they got it right. And I knew you, I think I knew you were on it at that point. And it was like, uh, not only that I think we got it right for, because there were lots of brilliant people uh, involved, Lori Metcalf would come in, because when you're like on a multicam, you're like, oh, this script is going to change. You're kind of just reading it during the run-throughs. And or then she'd the, commit like a thousand Dude, she's in her Stephen Wolf hoodie, <laughs> right. there before anyone with her, right. pro, doing her, pro, knowing her things, yeah. and, do, and then destroys yeah. with three, I mean, three hours of prep, still kills it. And I just went up to her once and I was very scared to talk to her. Like I was just like truly intimidated. Her and John Goodman both. Um, John Goodman, I was so intimidated by. Every time he would ask me a question, I would just start lying like totally mm. by accident. And because I, I just would panic. Um, but they, but it's not a mistake. That's what I've learned. These people that are great. I mean, because those people have been great in other mediums, too. You can see it's like I was lucky. The first couple of films I did, it was like Julie Roberts. Yeah. Well, with the one I was in with Ginny. And, yeah. And uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Some of these people, I went, oh, it's like, like they don't have time for all that bullshit. They're so busy making it good and yeah. trying to, and they have no ego. And yeah, the hardest working, the one, usually the people that are assholes on the set either aren't prepared or they're, they yeah. know they don't deserve yeah. to be there and yeah. they need to like distract or create. Yeah, and, that's um, right. That's so right. And the people that are the most qualified are the most like just pros. These, I mean, the people that, especially in multicam, it drives me crazy that actors on multicams don't get the same kind of respect and recognition really because it is such an art form. It is so hard to do. Uh, and, and it really is like doing theater and to also be subtle mm -hmm. and, and and buy it with the kind of angles because you don't get to have these like super close close-ups in multicams that's something i've noticed doing this new one is i'm like oh shit like bring the camera in like i'll yes. just not gonna have to push it so hard i can like, do yeah. less like i don't have to be like darn it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn certainly done my share of darn it's yeah <laughs> But um, but yeah. So that to me, like that, that was just devastating. Like the idea of, and you know, I did a TV show with an actor that got, you know, uh, but, in but trouble. There were, but were there any red flags with Roseanne? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, you was, did it. You know it what I mean? Was, like uh, a, it was a red flag, um, the Russian flag, actually. The um, uh, yeah, there was a, 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 you know, it's it's tricky because I'm, and I think part of the reason I'm like kind of whatever on Hollywood right now and I'm 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 this space in stand up is more exciting for me is because Hollywood there is this just like elitist like so left wing that they won't even admit that right wing or conservative people exist or people without money exist. And it's well, like- that was always the brilliant thing about that show. I mean, I watched it more when it was on the first time. But, but when, I... when it was on the first time, she was hard left actually. You know, she that's was right. Super that's progressive. Right. I guess I just mean it didn't seem to have any um 
it wasn't allegiant to anything except for the truth. But in comedy, th there's this new thing where you can't have characters that you disagree with or it's like offensive. I mean, some of the greatest characters yeah. in, in television history, whether it's like Archie Bunker. Right, I knew you were going to say Archie Bunker. I know. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's, that's a, yeah. you know, but even even fucking Al Bundy, they'd be like, he's sexist and he's objectifying his wife. It's like, get, get what? I mean, the Archie great... Bunker one's a better example because it really said something. I'm not sure what Mary and Children really said. But there used to be in Broadway theater and plays, like there is a glorification of the working class person whether it's like Willie Loman or um, some uh, Tennessee Williams plays like, oh, I see what you're saying that was kind of like a version <laughs> Tennessee Williams and Married with Children it's so great I'm just saying Married with to... Children is to me uh, just as important <laughs> as Cat on a Hot Tin Roof um, fair enough <laughs> Married, Married with Children and Martin were two were very uh, Martin, instrumental man. Martin, man. Martin when that was, was firing when we were in still the funniest you know. sitcom ever I mean still because oh and I didn't tell you about the uh, Jeannie Garofalo thing with Alan I'm obsessed with when multicams break the rules. I mean, like when Cosby at the end, the mm, finale, they pan yeah, to the audience. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. Don't think that's going to be his legacy, but it was well done. <laughs> um, and Martin, there was an episode where he opened the uh, um, window and jumped out. And then all the crew members jumped out after him. It was just this weird thing where he like broke the fourth wall. It was like wild. And then you can tell by I think it was like season three, him and um, yeah, his something happened. Wife uh, on the show. The first one or two seasons were. Do you remember that? Um, I've gone and watched this on YouTube because I think it's one of the funniest moments I've ever seen on TV, where he starts giving her a speech, but you don't realize until halfway because she's left him when she was another guy. He starts giving her a speech. You realize it's that Whitney Houston song, which was a big hit on the radio at the time, the I Will Always Love You. But he's like, so you go. But, but at first you just think it's like... <laughs> so good. And he so walks good. through it. And what's great is hearing the audience realize, like at the moment the penny drops, we're like, oh my God, this is all the lyrics to that song. And then he just keeps... But he also played Shanae, the neighbor. I mean, the, I mean, dude, I still watch that show. It is, and also some of my favorite shit, which I feel like people don't do anymore. This is actually my main qualm with SNL. Is like to me, some of the best sketches are the ones that fall apart and everyone's breaking and laughing. Like, yeah, I, 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 I if you guys, hate everyone that, likes it. Everyone likes I'm it. I'm saying Bill Hader cracking up during the the club promoter. Obviously, Kristen Wiig and Armisen doing um the singers. What is it? Um, Garth and Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's my favorite shit. When Kate McKinnon, like she's a genius, but in that alien abduction sketch, when she she's like, but she makes everyone else break. And, in that and one. Ryan yeah, Gosling yeah. was laughing. Yeah, yeah, like I love that shit. You know. But then when Melissa McCarthy, my favorite of all time, sketch of all time, was the tasting the ranch bit, and she's so fucking. She's so, <laughs> yeah. It's it's one or the comes other, right? From the multi -cam. Yeah. Like. Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Does she? What yeah, she camp? was on Mike and Molly. Oh, I thought you meant like uh, Gilmore Girl, like Earl. That was she kind of hit, and then she did Mike oh, and Molly. That's right? That's true. That's true. Maybe that's right. But she like you know became a movie star off of it, and then we're just like she's a genius. Like she was on a multicam. Like, oh you no, know? Well, she's yeah. I mean, she's oh my god, she's incredible. Like some of the stuff on SNL. You know, we have uh, not just Sashir. But Nora Dunn plays my mom on the show. Dude. Well, here's my only reason bringing it up is. Don't wasn't that the best SNL cast? What is the best SNL cast in your opinion? I think it's got to be Phil Hartman, Jan Hooks, Dana Carvey. Like, but then everyone. My we favorite were, sketch of all time is Land Shark. So I would have to say Chevy Chase, even though I know he's fallen from grace. I mean, Chevy I, look, Chase, the original cast is great, but I think like Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, Coneheads. I mean that that was real. Land yeah. Shark. Okay, best cast, not original cast. Best, it could be Will Ferrell. You know. Oh. Fuck. A lot of young people, they, Lonely Island is it for them now. It's I like, don't it's know really. Why I forget, like, uh, like, I, Kristen, Wh I mean, yeah, I mean, Kristen, the Kristen Rigg years has to be. That is lo the Lonely Island right? years, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Sandberg, uh, 
Will was there. I can't tell. Oh, was Armisen there? I mean, Armisen yeah, yeah. is Armisen might be my fa- all-time favorite cast member. I think I think it's got to be Phil Hartman. Like I think there's not anyone on that show who wouldn't tell you it's that he's the Mac Daddy. Like I. I but it's funny. There's this thing I hosted it once, and I I was saying that because the creators of '70s show were head writers on SNL at that time with Phil Hartman and those cats. And I was saying to Lauren, like, isn't this like the you know like it wasn't that the best cat in your opinion? And he was like, you know, what was the greatest uh, like period in science fiction writing? And it's when you were 13 years old. Like whenever, you know, and I was like, oh, that's true. I think, you know, we were like talking around the cast and it was like, I feel that way about that cast. And then Caitlin was like, I feel that way about Will Ferrell (laughs) because she's younger than me. And then Jimmy, who like really came up on YouTube and stuff was like, I don't know, some of that Lonely Island stuff. And I was like, oh, I really don't know. But I still would take Nora aside. When Tracy Morgan used to do that. Um, talk show. Yeah. I mean, there's maybe it's like un, maybe you can't really figure it out. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. There were different for different reasons because yeah, when I was growing up, Land Shark was like me and my dad's inside. Like I loved it so much because it was like you know made us laugh together. I, I feel like if I look back at it now, I'd be like, well, this is random, um, <laughs> wild. And then uh, it's also yeah, it's the time in the which ti- you watch the, it. Yeah, but in the years that I don't like were the years that I auditioned. <laughs> You know what I, mean? I feel the same way about a lot of movies out That's there. That's the yeah. problem. That's the problem with like you ask me like why don't you watch more movies? Because I auditioned for half of them and I don't want to fucking watch Alison Brie be amazing in it when I didn't get it. Like Alice it's th- this is my theory of why people are like Good. comedians are so miserable. It's like yes, we didn't start that way. It's just that when you start doing it, you as a business and as a field and everyone becomes a competitor to you instead of you can just you lose the ability to enjoy the things that most people use to relax and check out yeah, so right. movies and tv that's what right. everyone does to tune out when i watch movies and tv or stand up i'm like fuck i should have fucking thought of that god damn it right, like, right, I, it's right. like so what relax it's hard to find joy in it anymore so that's why i mostly watch old movies during the oh yeah pandemic i watched rewatch labyrinth almost once a month old movies well, I thought okay. you were going to talk about like Citizen the Kane. Philadelphia story or something. <laughs> Old movies. I, I, I finally got back to the Back to the Future trilogy <laughs> and just some of those nuances. And, you know. I decided to watch Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, and, and um, the old guess classic. what? It still works. Up. Um, and uh, I watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the original. Have you watched that recently? Yeah, that was very nightmare-inducing for me when I was a kid. I really, I'm still scared by that movie. Dude, watching it now is yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the kids die. Yeah, it's, but don't they kind of come back at the end? Or kind of. That's but like you're watching. They would have died though. As an adult, you're like, as a kid, you're like, they came back. And as an adult, you're like, that would have fucking killed. No, that, I, I remember it as just being a, a horror house when but I was really a kid. Is, I didn't get it. Yeah. It's a com- it's a commentary on uh, people that don't give their children consequences. It was a comment on parenting, right? On bad right. parenting. And at the time, I was just like, kids and child. Like it's wild <laughs> to look back. And now looking back, you can see how everything was made with like poster board. Like the magic is. <laughs> totally oh, really? gone. I gotta watch it oh, again, Oh, you guess. have to watch it again, because you see that, like, the mushrooms are just made out of, like, painted baseball bats. Like, they, right. they literally, they the, even way, try. the way that they, like, copy and In the 70s feels like such a chill time to make movies. Like, I mean, there were some Dude. great movies made then, too, but, but I mean, <sighs> generally, it was like, whatever, guys. Dude, my obsession now is with what happened behind the scenes on the movies we loved as children. The Wizard of Oz, do you realize that the Scarecrow 
had to no the Tin Man, the original cast member of the Tin Man. He, he had quit to, because he got poisoned. Because he got poisoned. The, they were using zinc and arsenic as the face paint. Uh, the uh, the uh, the director. Um, uh, what was her name? Judy Garland was laughing so hard uh, and couldn't do a take that he slapped her in the face. Like it's like a, that was every movie back then. I know. Though. Yeah, that was every movie. Get it together. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, just like all the crazy shit that went on like behind the scenes of that movie. Oh, the witch because the um the the with the green face uh whatever that was was so flammable that it was like burning her skin off and she caught on fire like numerous times. Like did you ever see? This is a great sketch. The it's Christopher Guest did a for the Oscars when Billy Crystal was hosting. This is a couple maybe ten years ago. Um. He uh, does the like um, a research group for The Wizard of Oz, and mm -hmm. it's like all in black and white footage. So it's just like this was a filmed research. You know those terrible Look groups of people who go. Anyway, they it's uh, kind of a funny sketch because they're all giving their input on why the movie's bad. But then Catherine O'Hara goes, <laughs> she's so brilliant. She goes, Am I nuts or was one of those ladies green? Uh, no, I think it might have been Fred. Uh, what's uh, Fred Willard? Am I nuts or was one of those ladies green? Yeah. <laughs> Fred Willard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. It's a weird. It's a weird one. Did you ever get into Mad TV or no? That was always like the like sloppy like <laughs> bastard child of SNL. It was all the people that didn't make I it. When I first SNL. started, I was in high school. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it, but it I kind of maybe. I definitely yeah. m the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me was when I auditioned for Mad TV. To me, that's really what we get paid for like when people say like actors get paid too much it's like we do so much for free for we don't get most jobs hmm. you know i think it's weird that actors don't get paid to audition then writers don't get paid to pitch yeah i guess there aren't a lot of other jobs that are like that where you do so much work you do a for... month of work you pitch a show and have no guarantee that they're you know especially as like showrunners like i'm doing this thing at apple um the bunga bunga the silvio berlusconi story and like it was really wait, wait, slow down what is that silvio berlusconi he was the um prime minister of italy and was like super corrupt and very much like a the predecessor year? to trump 80s 90s up until yeah i did i like i uh i narrated the Wondery podcast about him, and so I'm. I should know way more, um, frankly. But he, and then you got the rights, and he was uh, yeah, stealing Wondery, it from. Yeah, Wondery got it, um, got it, and then I uh, narrated it because he was very um, uh, untoward with women and inappropriate. So it was like having to tell the story without glorifying him, or right, right, right you know. Right, right, so it was like I, I kind of, I feel like w was a good match for it in a weird way. He was the Trump of. Uh, he was a owned TV stations and real estate. And oh, he put himself on TV. I don't he, know anything about this. He wow. Bought, he bought the, I mean, they, Trump and him were, I mean, he like literally wrote the playbook for Trump, got the playbook from Vladimir Putin. And then it's like, like when you hear it, it's, it's so, um, concurrent like it's so right, wild right, right, he was right. like a playboy he had these parties called bunga bunga parties where he would have these mm. uh girls dress up he did um uh these shows these drive-in shows with showgirls and he got them elected to parliament so he got all of his oh cronies God. to be in part like it was just oh so wildly God. corrupt he was like very connected to the mafia but also very outwardly disgusting and it made people love him more because he was so shameless about it. He lived in this huge mansion. That is very prescient. And, and yeah, every, yeah. yeah, and everyone was like, you're one of us. Like, And he had a gold toilets. You know, it was just, but he <laughs> he spoke in a very prosaic way. Yeah. He, and his mantra was, go Italy, like a sports. Like, he very much approached politics as a sport. Uh, yeah, and, and I, like my, I was good at marketing, basically. Marketing right, right, himself, right, that right, was right, it. Right, so right. He, the, he had the tan, he had the bad hair, like the whole thing. Whoa, I gotta um, watch yeah, this. Yeah, he's amazing. I love you, I'm gonna let you go. 
Home economics. Can I, can I take this with me? You yeah, don't, you don't uh, I mean, uh, please. No, I'll, if anyone listened to this point, hit my, they're, they're aware of oh, home no. economics. Oh, no, they're <laughs> listening. And yes, you can have a copy of my book. Just hit my Venmo. Um, and uh, you want me to sign it? Joking. Um, also, home economics on ABC now? I'm said, don't plug it. Don't Why plug not? It. Why not? Because, Why not? Because uh, people want to see good television. If anyone listened to There's so an hour and a half of us doing oh, they this. Have then they are well aware are of everything that you and I are up people to. people in jail that finish these till the end. Um, All right. But uh, home economics, I, 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 look, I don't say, I don't bring anyone on podcasts. Like I'm pretty, we're pretty picky over here for some reason, just because I'm too embarrassed to go watch this show. Like I can't co-sign on something that I don't truly think is good or else I. Well, we should, we should promote it because it's a sheer. So Shears is a fucking it. no. The, I laughed out loud at the trailer. Like it to me, it's just like it's about money. It's no, heartfelt. No, 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 it's funny. I know. Okay, let me tell you is, something. I just I'm trying to get a guest. I am. Role. I am Give glad that I came on because I want to. I want to. Holding a mood. I'm available to play uh, Topher Grace's uh, 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 nasty ex-wife who has schizophrenia and um, is coming back to try to get impregnated by the rich one. You, you are, I really mean this, one of my favorite people. I cannot believe that we made it all the way through to here. The <laughs> you know best. I mean? Yeah. The best. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.